Thank you for listening to this free audiobook created by Project Gutenberg and Microsoft AI. To learn more about the project or give feedback on the quality of a recording, please visit aka.ms/audiobook. Poems of Today, an anthology, London, published for the English Association by Sidgwick and Jackson, Limited, 1918. First issued in August 1915, reprinted October. 1915, January, March, June, September, and December, 1916, May, July, September, October, 1917, January, February, and July, 1918. 7. Prefatory Note This book has been compiled in order that boys and girls, already perhaps familiar with the great classics of the English speech, may also know something of the newer poetry of their own day. Most of the writers are living, and the rest are still vivid memories among us, while one of the youngest, almost as these words are written, has gone singing to lay down his life for his country's cause. Although no definite chronological limit has been set, and Meredith at least began to write in the middle of the nineteenth century, the intention has been to represent mainly those poetic tendencies which have become dominant as the influence of the accepted Victorian masters has grown weaker, and from which the poetry of the future— however it may develop, must in turn take its start. It may be helpful briefly to indicate the sequence of themes. Man draws his being from the heroic past and from the earth his mother, and in harmony with these he must shape his life to what high purposes he may. Therefore this gathering of poems falls into three groups. Eight, first there are poems of history, of the romantic tale of the world, of our own special tradition here in England and of the inheritance of obligation which that tradition imposes upon us. Naturally, there are some poems directly inspired by the present war, but nothing, it is hoped, which may not, in happier days, bear translation into any European tongue. Then there come poems of the earth, of England again, and the longing of the exile for home, of this and that familiar countryside, of woodland and meadow and garden, of the process of the seasons, of the open road, and the Wind on the heath, of the city, its deprivations and its consolations. Finally, there are poems of life itself, of the moods in which it may be faced, of religion, of man's excellent virtues, of friendship and childhood, of passion, grief, and comfort. But there is no arbitrary isolation of one theme from another, they mingle and interpenetrate throughout, to the music of Pan's flute, and of love's viol, and the bugle call of endeavor and the passing bell of death. May, 1915. 9. Index of Authors. Page A. E. George Russell, Shadows and Lights. 27. Abercrombie, Lascelles Margaret's Song. 36. Beeching H. C. Fatherhood. 142 Prayers. 133. Belloc, Hilaire Courtesy. 131 from Dedicatory Ode. 54 The South Country. 43. Binion Lawrence Bablock Hythe. 73 England. 20 For the Fallen. 26 In Misty Blue. 152 O Summer Sun. 96 The Little Dancers. 91 The Road Menders. 93. Blunt W. S. A Day in Sussex. 79 Chanclebury Ring. 45 S.T. Valentine's Day. 79. Bridges Robert Awake, My Heart to Be Loved.
155 Elegy on a Lady 164 I Love All Beauteous Things 125 I Never Shall Love the Snow Again 148 I Will Not Let Thee Go 161 London Snow 91 X On a Dead Child 146 Spring Goeth All in White 78 The Hill Pines Were Sighing 68 There Is a Hill 70 When June Is Come 152 Brooke Rupert the Dead 24 The Old Vicarage, Grantchester 55 The Soldier 25 Canton, William Heights and Depths 34 Chalmers P. R. Roundabouts and Swings 117 Chesterton G. K. The Praise of Dust 154 Coleridge, Mary E. A Huguenot 8 Chillingham 37 Gibberish 135 Street Lanterns 95 Where a Roman Villa Stood, Above Freiburg 33 Column, Porrick a Cradle Song 146 Cornford, Francis Preexistence to a Lady Seen from the Train 85 Cripps A. S. A Lightweight Carol 32 A Refrain 32 Essex 48 Davidson, John a Sink Port 47 in Romney Marsh. 45 London. 96. Davies W. H. Days that have been. 60 early morn. 67 leisure. 101. 11. De la Mer, Walter all that's past. 1 an epitaph. 167 Martha. 135 Nod. 77 the Scarecrow. 82. Drinkwater, John a town window. 49 Mamble. 49 the Defenders. 24. Flecker J. E. A ship, an isle, a sickle moon. 76 Brumana. 30. Goss, Edmund lying in the grass. 102 Philomel in London. 98. Gould, Gerald fallen cities. 6 Oxford. 51 Tis but a week. 124. Hodgson, Ralph Time, You Old Gypsy Man. 7. Houseman, Lawrence Annus Mirabilis, 1902. 99. Johnson, Lionel a Friend. 136 By the Statue of King Charles at Charing Cross. 10. The Precept of Silence. 113. Kipling, Rudyard Sussex. 39. The Flowers. 62. Leslie, Shane Fleet Street. 100. Macaulay, Rose Many Sisters to Many Brothers. 23. The Devourers. 54. Mackhale, J. W. On the Death of Arnold Toynbee. 139. 12. Macefield, John Beauty. 157. By a Beer Side. 123. Fragments. 3. Laugh and Be Merry. 116 Tewkesbury Road 84 Twilight 138 Meredith George Juggling Jerry 86 From Love in the Valley 158 Lucifer in Starlight 128 The Lark Ascending 119 Menel Alice a Dead Harvest 90 At Night 170 Chimes 78 November Blue 97 Parted 
163 The Lady Poverty. 131 The Shepherdess. 134 To a Daisy. 128 To the Beloved. 160. More T. Sturge Idleness. 111 Renaissance. 106 Rowers Chant. 75. Newbolt, Sir Henry Drake's Drum. 13 He Fell Among Thieves. 17 Menorah Sidera. 15 The Volunteer. 22 Vitae Lampeda. 115. Nichols J. B. B. On the Toilet Table of Queen Marie Antoinette. 9. Noise, Alfred the Moon is Up. 14. Quiller Couch, Sir A. T. Alma Mater. 52 Upon Eckington Bridge, River Avon. 9. 13. Radford, Ernest Plymouth. 50. Smith, Ada and City Streets. 35. Stevenson R. L. I will make you brooches. 85 If this were faith. 114 In the Highlands. 34 My wife. 157 Requiem. 90 The Celestial Surgeon. 129 The House Beautiful. 65 The Vagabond. 83 To S. R. Crockett. 36 To Will H. Low. 107 Youth and Love. 113. Simons, Arthur and Fountain Court. 154 In the Meadows at Mantua. 101 Montserrat. 132. Thompson, Francis All Flesh. 125 Daisy. 143 Messages. 168 The Kingdom of God. 130 To a Snowflake. 127 To My Godchild. 149. Trench, Herbert Musing on a Great Soldier. 16 O Dreamy, Gloomy, Friendly Trees. 111. Tynan, Catherine Farewell. 75 The Choice. 69 The Old Love. 66. Watson, William Estrangement. 142 Ode in May. 80. Woods, Margaret L., Gaudy Messigitor. 108 To the Forgotten Dead. 12. 14. Yates W. B. A Dream of a Blessed Spirit. 167 A Dream of Death. 167 Ed Wishes for the Cloths of Heaven. 156 Down by the Galley Gardens. 105 Into the Twilight. 123 The Folly of Being Comforted. 169 The Lake Isle of Innisfree. 61 When You Are Old. 161. For permission to use copyright poems the English Association is greatly indebted to the authors, to the literary executors of Mary Coleridge, Sir Henry Newbolt, J. E. Flecker, Mrs. Flecker, Lionel Johnson, Mr. Elkin Matthews, George Meredith, trustees through Mr. W. M. Meredith, R. L. Stevenson, Mr. Lloyd Osborne, Arthur Simons, through Mr. Edmund Goss, and Francis Thompson, Mr. Wilfred Menel and to the following publishers in respect of the poems enumerated. Mr. B. H. Blackwell, A. S. Cripps, Lyra Evangelistica, Numbers 25, 26, 39. Messrs. W. Blackwood and Sons, Alfred Noyes, Drake, Number 12. Mr. A. H. Bullen, W. B. Yeats, Poems, Numbers 101, 133, 
146. Messrs. Burns and Oates, Francis Thompson, Works, Numbers 105, 106, 110, 123, 127, 145. Alice Menel, Collected Poems, Numbers 62, 74, 81, 107, 111, 115, 137, 140, 147. Shane Leslie, Eyes of Youth, Number 84. Messrs. Chatto and Windus, R. L. Stevenson, Underwoods, Numbers 51, 73, 90, 109, and Songs of Travel, Numbers 29, 32, 68, 71, 94, 96, 135. Messrs. Constable and Company, Walter de la Mare, The Listeners, Numbers 1, 61, 67, 117, 142. 15. Messrs. J. M. Dent and Sons Limited, W. Canton, The Comrades, Number 28. G. K. Chesterton, The Wild Knight, Number 131. Messrs. Duckworth and Company, Hilaire Belloc, Verses, Numbers 35, 45, 112. T. Sturge Moore, The Gazelles, Numbers 89, 93. Mr. A. O. Fifield, W. H. Davies, Songs of Joy, Numbers 48, 86, and Nature Poems, Number 53. Messrs. Max Goskin, Limited, J. E. Flecker, The Golden Journey to Samarkand, Asterisk, Numbers 24, 60. Mr. William Heinemann, W. S. Blunt, Poetry of Numbers 36, 64, 65. Edmund Goss, Collected Poems, Numbers 82, 87. Arthur Simons, Poems, Numbers 85, 113, 130. Mr. John Lane, L. Abercrombie, Interludes and Poems, Number 31. John Davidson, Ballads and Songs, Numbers 37, 38, 80. William Watson, The Hope of the World, Numbers 66, 121. Margaret L. Woods, Lyrics and Ballads, Numbers 10, 91. Mr. Elkin Matthews, Lawrence Binion, Poems, 1894, Number 79, London Visions, Numbers 75, 77, and England, Number 16, 57, 129. Lionel Johnson, Poems, Numbers 9, 95, 118. Messrs. Monsell and Company, P. R. Chalmers, Green Days and Blue Days, Number 99. Porrick Column, Wild Earth, Number 124. Messrs. Methuen and Company, Rudyard Kipling, The Seven Seas, Number 50, and The Five Nations, Number 34. Sir A. T. Quiller Couch, Poems and Ballads, Number 8, and The Vigil of Venus, Number 44. Herbert Trench, New Poems, Numbers 14, 92. 16. Messrs. Sidgwick and Jackson, Limited, Rupert Brooke, 1914 and Other Poems, Numbers 20, 21, 47. John Drinkwater, Swords and Plowshares, Numbers 19, 40, 41. Lawrence Houseman, Selected Poems, Number 83. Rose Macaulay, The Two Blind Countries, Number 46. Messrs. Smith, Elder and Company, Robert Bridges, 
Poetical Works, Numbers 54, 56, 63, 76, 104, 125, 126, 128, 132, 139, 141. Messrs. T. Fisher Onwen, Limited, Ernest Radford Poems, Number 42. W. B. Yeats Poems, Numbers 49, 88, 138, 143, 144. The Poetry Book Shop, through Mr. Harold Monroe. Ralph Hodgson, Eve, Number 5. Asterisk now transferred to Mr. Martin Seeker. The editor of the Times courteously confirmed the permissions given by Mr. George Russell. A. In respect of number 23, and by Mr. Lawrence Binion in respect of number 22, the latter being reprinted in the winnowing fan, Elkin Matthews. The association desires also to acknowledge the generosity with which authors and publishers have waived or reduced customary copyright fees, in view of the special objects of their organization. They regret that considerations of copyright have rendered it impossible to include poems by T. E. Brown, Thomas Hardy, W. E. Henley, N. A. E. Hausman. 1. Poems of Today 1. All that's past. Very old are the woods, and the buds that break out of the briar's boughs, when March winds wake, so old with their beauty are, oh, no man knows through what wild centuries rose back the rose. Very old are the brooks, and the rills that rise where snow sleeps cold beneath the azure skies sing such a history of come and gone, their every drop is as wise as Solomon. Very old are we men, our dreams are tales told in dim Eden by Eve's nightingales. 2. We wake and whisper a while, but the day gone by, silence and sleep like fields of amaranth lie. Walter de la Mer. 2. Preexistec. I laid me down upon the shore and dreamed a little space. I heard the great waves break and roar. The sun was on my face. My idle hands and fingers brown played with the pebbles gray. The waves came up. The waves went down, most thundering and gay. The pebbles, they were smooth and round and warm upon my hands, like little people I had found sitting among the sands. The grains of sand so shining small soft through my fingers ran. The sun shone down upon it all and so my dream began. How all of this had been before! How ages far away I lay on some forgotten shore as here I lie today! 3. The waves came shining up the sands, as here today they shine, and in my prepelagian hands the sand was warm and fine. I have forgotten whence I came, or what my home might be, or by what strange and savage name I called that thundering sea. I only know the sun shone down as still it shines today, and in my fingers long and brown the little pebbles lay. Francis Cornford. 3. Fragments. Troy Town is covered up with weeds, the rabbits and the pismires brood on broken gold, and shards, and beads where Priam's ancient palace stood. The floors of many a gallant house are matted with the roots of grass. The glowworm and the nimble mouse among her ruins flit and pass. And there, in orts of blackened bone, the widowed Trojan beauties lie and Samoy's babbles over stone and waps and gurgles to the sky. 4. Once there were merry days in Troy, her chimneys smoked with cooking meals, the passing chariots did annoy the sunning housewives at their wheels. And many a lovely Trojan made set Trojan lads to lovely things. The game of life was nobly played, they played the game like queens and kings. 
so that, when Troy had greatly passed in one red roaring fiery coal, the courts the Grecians overcast became a city in the soul. In some green island of the sea, where now the shadowy coral grows in pride and pomp and empery the courts of old Atlantis rose. In many a glittering house of glass the Atlanteans wandered there. The paleness of their faces was like ivory, so pale they were. And hushed they were, no noise of words in those bright cities ever rang. Only their thoughts, like golden birds, about their chambers thrilled and sang. They knew all wisdom, for they knew the souls of those Egyptian kings. 5. Who learned, in ancient Babylon, the beauty of immortal things. They knew all beauty. When they thought the air chimed like a stricken lyre, the elemental birds were wrought, the golden birds became a fire. And straight to busy camps and marts the singing flames were swiftly gone. The trembling leaves of human hearts hid boughs for them to perch upon. And men in desert places, men abandoned, broken, sick with fears, rose singing, swung their swords again, and laughed and died among the spears. The green and greedy seas have drowned that city's glittering walls and towers. Her sunken minarets are crowned with red and russet waterflowers. In towers and rooms and golden courts the shadowy coral lifts her sprays. The scrawl hath gorged her broken orts, the shark doth haunt her hidden ways. But, at the falling of the tide, the golden birds still sing and gleam, the Atlanteans have not died, and mortal things still give us dream. 6. The dream that fires man's heart to make, to build, to do, to sing or say a beauty death can never take, an atom from the crumbled clay. John Macefield. 4. Fallen Cities. I gathered with a careless hand, there where the waters night and day are languid in the idle bay, a little heap of golden sand, and, as I saw it, in my sight awoke a vision brief and bright, a city in a pleasant land. I saw no mound of earth, but fair turrets and domes and citadels, with murmuring of many bells. The spires were white in the blue air, and men by thousands went and came, rapid and restless, and like flame blown by their passions here and there. With careless hand I swept away the little mound before I knew. The visioned city vanished too, and fallen beneath my fingers lay. Ah, God! How many hast thou seen, cities that are not and have been, by silent hill and idle bay? Gerald Gould. 7. 6. Time, you old gypsy man. Time, you old gypsy man, will you not stay, put up your caravan just for one day? All things I'll give you, will you be my guest, bells for your genet of silver the best, goldsmiths shall beat you a great golden ring, peacocks shall bow to you, little boys sing, oh, and sweet girls will festoon you with May, time, you old gypsy, why hasten away? Last week in Babylon, last night in Rome, morning, and in the crush under Paul's dome, under Paul's dial you tightened your rein, only a moment, and off once again, off to some city now blind in the womb, off to another heir that's in the tomb. 8. Time, you old gypsy man, will you not stay, put up your caravan just for one day? Ralph Hodgson. 6. A Huguenot. Oh, a gallant set were they, as they charged on us that day, a thousand riding like one, their trumpets crying, and their white plumes flying, and their sabers flashing in the sun. Oh, a sorry lot were we, as we stood beside the sea, each man for himself as he stood. We were scattered and lonely, a little force only of the good men fighting for the good. But I never loved more on sea or on shore the ringing of my own true blade, like lightning it quivered and the hard helm shivered, as I sang. 
None mocketh me afraid. Mary Coleridge. 9. 7. On the toilet table of Queen Marie Antoinette. This was her table, these her trim outspread brushes and trays and porcelain cups for red, here sate she, while her women tired and curled the most unhappy head in all the world. J. B. B. Nichols. 8. Upon Eckington Bridge, River Avon. O pastoral heart of England! Like a psalm of green days telling with a quiet beat, O wave into the sunset flowing calm, O tired lark descending on the wheat, Lies it all peace beyond that western fold Where now the lingering shepherd sees his star rise upon Malvern? Paints an age of gold yon cloud with prophecies of linked ease, Lulling this land, with hills drawn up like knees, To drowse beside her implements of war? Man shall outlast his battles. They have swept Avon from Naseby Field to Severnham, and Evesham's dedicated stones have stepped down to the dust with Montfort's oriflamme. Nor the red tear nor the reflected tower abides, but yet these eloquent grooves remain, worn in the sandstone parapet hour by hour by laboring bargemen where they shifted ropes. E'en so shall man turn back from violent hopes to Adam's cheer, and toil with spade again. 10. I, and his mother nature, to whose lap like a repentant child at length he hies, not in the whirlwind or the thunderclap proclaims her more tremendous mysteries, but when in winter's grave, bereft of light, was still, small voice divinely whispering, lifting the green head of the aconite, feeding with sap of hope the hazel shoot, she feels God's finger active at the root, turns in her sleep, and murmurs of the spring. Arthur Quiller Couch 8. By the statue of King Charles at Charing Cross Somber and rich, the skies, great glooms, and starry plains. Gently the night wind sighs, else a vast silence reigns. The splendid silence clings around me, and around the saddest of all kings crowned, and again discrowned. Comely and calm, he rides hard by his own white hall. Only the night wind glides, no crowds, nor rebels brawl. Gone, too, his court, and yet, the stars his courtiers are, stars in their stations set and every wandering star. 11. Alone he rides, alone, the fair and fatal king. Dark night is all his own, that strange and solemn thing. Which are more full of fate, the stars, or those sad eyes? Which are more still and great, those brows, or the dark skies? Although his whole heart yearn in passionate tragedy, never was face so stern with sweet austerity. Vanquished in life, his death by beauty made amends, the passing of his breath won his defeated ends. Brief life and hapless? Nay, through death, life grew sublime. Speak after sentence? Yeah, and to the end of time. Armored he rides, his head bare to the stars of doom. He triumphs now, the dead, beholding London's gloom. Our wearier spirit faints, vexed in the world's employ. 12. His soul was of the saints, and art to him was joy. King, Tried in fires of woe. Men hunger for thy grace, and through the night I go, loving thy mournful face. Yet when the city sleeps, when all the cries are still, the stars and heavenly deeps work out a perfect will. Lionel Johnson. 10. To the forgotten dead. To the forgotten dead, come, let us drink in silence ere we part. To every fervent yet resolved heart that brought its tameless passion and its tears, renunciation and laborious years to lay the deep foundations of our race, to rear its stately fabric overhead and light its pinnacles with golden grace. 
to the unhonored dead, to the forgotten dead, whose dauntless hands were stretched to grasp the reign of fate and hurl into the void again her thunder-hoofed horses, rushing blind earthward along the courses of the wind. 13. Among the stars, along the wind in vain their souls were scattered and their blood was shed, and nothing, nothing of them doth remain. To the thrice-perished dead. Margaret L. Woods. 11. Drake's Drum. Drake he's in his hammock and a thousand mile away. Captain, art the sleepin' there below? Slung atween the round shot and nombre dios bay, and dreamin' all the time o' Plymouth ho. Yonder looms the island, yonder lie the ships. Why sailor lads aid ensign heel and toe, and the shore lights flashin', and the night tide dashin', he sees E.T. Arl so plainly as he saw E.T. long ago. Drake he was a Devon man, and ruled the Devon seas, Captain, art the sleepin' there below? Rovin' though his death fell, he went why heart at ease, and dreamin' all the time o' Plymouth ho. Take my drum to England, hang E.T. by the shore, strike E.T. when your powder's runnin' low. If the down sight Devon, I'll quit the port o' heaven and drum them up the channel as we drummed them long ago. Drake he's in his hammock till the great armadas come, Captain, art the sleepin' there below, slung atween the round shot, listenin' for the drum, and dreamin' all the time o' Plymouth ho. 14. Call him on the deep sea, call him up the sound, call him when he sail to meet the foe, where the old trades pliin' and the old flag flyin' they shall find him wherein waken, as they found him long ago. Henry Newbolt. 12. The moon is up. The moon is up. The stars are bright. The wind is fresh and free. We're out to seek for gold tonight across the silver sea. The world was growing gray and old. Break out the sails again. We're out to seek a realm of gold beyond the Spanish main. We're sick of all the cringing knees, the courtly smiles and lies. God, let thy singing channel breeze lighten our hearts and eyes. Let love no more be bought and sold for earthly loss or gain. We're out to seek an age of gold beyond the Spanish main. Beyond the light of far Cathay, beyond all mortal dreams, beyond the reach of night and day our El Dorado gleams. 15. Revealing, as the skies unfold, a star without a stain, the glory of the gates of gold beyond the Spanish main. Alfred Noyes. 13. Menorah Sidera. Sitting at times over a hearth that burns with dull domestic glow, my thought, leaving the book, gratefully turns to you who planned it so. Not of the great only you deign to tell, the stars by which we steer, but lights out of the night that flashed, and fell to night again, are here. Such as were those dogs of an elder day, who sacked the golden ports, and those later who dared grapple their prey beneath the harbor forts. Some with flag at the fore, sweeping the world to find an equal fight and some who joined war to their trade, and hurled ships of the line in flight. Whether their fame centuries long should ring they cared not overmuch, but cared greatly to serve God and the King, and keep the Nelson touch. 16. And fought to build Britain above the tide of wars and windy fate, and past content, leaving to us the pride of lives obscurely great. Henry Newbolt. 14. Musing on a great soldier. Fear? Yes, I heard you saying in an Oxford common room where the hearth lights kindly rang stripped the empaneled walls of gloom, silver groves of candles playing in the soft wine turned to bloom. At the word I see you now blandly push the wineboat's prow round the mirror of that scored yellow old mahogany board. I confess to one fear. This, to be buried alive. My lord, 
your fancy has played amiss. Fear not. When in farewell while guns toll like a bell and the bell tolls like a gun Westminster Towers call folk and state to your funeral, and robed in honors one, beneath the cloudy pall of the lifted shreds of glory. 17. You lie in the last stall of that gray dormitory. Fear not lest madness chance should find you lapped and shrouded alive in helpless trance though seeming death be clouded. For long ere so you rest on that transcendent beer shall we not have addressed one summons, one last test, to your reluctant ear? Oh, believe it! We shall have uttered an ultimate entreaty a name your soul would hear howsoever thickly shuddered. We shall have stooped and muttered England in your cold ear. Then, if your great pulse leap no more, nor your cheek burn, enough, then shall we learn tis time for us to weep. Herbert Trench. 16. He fell among thieves. Ye have robbed, said he. Ye have slaughtered and made an end. Take your ill-got plunder, and bury the dead. What will ye more of your guest and sometime friend? Blood for our blood, they said. 18. He laughed. If one may settle the score for five, I am ready. But let the reckoning stand till day. I have loved the sunlight as dearly as any alive. You shall die at dawn, said they. He flung his empty revolver down the slope. He climbed alone to the eastward edge of the trees. All night long in a dream untroubled of hope he brooded, clasping his knees. He did not hear the monotonous roar that fills the ravine where the Yasin River sullenly flows. He did not see the starlight on the Lasper Hills or the far Afghan snows. He saw the April noon on his books aglow, the wisteria trailing in at the window wide. He heard his father's voice from the terrace below calling him down to ride. He saw the gray little church across the park, the mounds that hid the loved and honored dead, the Norman arch, the chancel softly dark, the brasses black and red. He saw the school close, sunny and green, the runner beside him, the stand by the parapet wall, the distant tape, and the crowd roaring between his own name over all. 19. He saw the dark wainscot and timbered roof, the long tables, and the faces merry and keen, the college eight and their trainer dining aloof, the dons on the day as serene. He watched the liner stem plowing the foam, he felt her trembling speed and the thrash of her screw, he heard her passengers' voices talking of home, he saw the flag she flew. And now it was dawn. He rose strong on his feet, and strode to his ruined camp below the wood. He drank the breath of the morning cool and sweet. His murderers round him stood. Light on the Lasper Hills was broadening fast, the blood-red snow peaks chilled to a dazzling white. He turned, and saw the golden circle at last, cut by the eastern height. O glorious life, who dwellest in earth and sun, I have lived, I praise and adore thee. A sword swept. Over the past the voices one by one faded, and the hills slept. Henry Newbolt 20. 16. England. Shall we but turn from braggart pride our race to cheapen and defame? Before the world to wail, to chide, and weakness as with vaunting claim? Ere the hour strikes, to abdicate the steadfast spirit that made us great, and rail with scolding tongues at fate? If England's heritage indeed be lost, be traded quite away for fatted sloth and fevered greed, if, inly rotting, we decay, suffer we then what doom we must, but silent, as befits the dust of them whose chastisement was just. But rather, England, rally thou whatever breathes of faith that still within thee keeps the undying vow and dedicates the constant will. For such yet lives, 
if not among the boasters, or the loud of tongue, who cry that England's knell is rung. The fault of heart, the small of brain, in me but their own image find, beyond such thoughts as these contain a mightier presence is enshrined. Nor meaner than their birthright grown shall these thy latest sons be shown, so thou but use them for thine own. 21. By those great spirits burning high in our home's heaven, that shall be stars to shine, when all is history and rumor of old idle wars, by all those hearts which proudly bled to make this rose of England red, the living, the triumphant dead, by all who suffered and stood fast that freedom might the weak uphold, and in men's ways of wreck and waste justice her awful flower unfold, by all who out of grief and wrong and passion's art of noble song made beauty to our speech belong, by those adventurous ones who went forth overseas, and self-exiled, sought from far isle and continent another England in the wild, for whom no drums beat, yet they fought alone, in courage of a thought which an unbounded future wrought. Yeah, and yet more by those today who toil and serve for naught of gain, that in thy pure glory they may melt their ardor and their pain. By these and by the faith of these, the faith that glorifies and frees, thy lands call on thee, and thy seas. 22. If thou hast sinned, shall we forsake thee, or the less account us thine? Thy sores, thy shames on us we take. Flies not for us thy famed ensign? Be ours to cleanse and to atone. No man this burden bears alone. England, our best shall be thine own. Lift up thy cause into the light. Put all the factious lips to shame. Our loves, our faiths, our hopes unite and strike into a single flame. Whatever from without betide, O purify the soul of pride in us. Thy slumbers cast aside, and of thy sons be justified. Lawrence Binion. 17. The Volunteer. He leapt to arms unbidden, unneeded, overbold. His face by earth is hidden, his heart in earth is cold. Curse on the reckless daring that could not wait the call, the proud fantastic bearing that would be first to fall. 23. O tears of human passion, blur not the image true. This was not folly's fashion, this was the man we knew. Henry Newbolt. 18. Many sisters to many brothers. When we fought campaigns, in the long Christmas rains, with soldiers spread in troops on the floor, I shot as straight as you, my losses were as few, my victories as many or more. And when in naval battle, amid cannons rattle, fleet met fleet in the bath, my cruisers were as trim, my battleships as grim, my submarines cut as swift a path. Or, when it rained too long, and the strength of the strong surged up and broke away with blows, I was as fit and keen. My fist hit as clean, your black eye matched my bleeding nose. Was there a scrap or ploy in which you, the boy, could better me? You could not climb higher, ride straighter, run as quick, and to smoke made you sick. But I sit here, and you're under fire. Oh, it's you that have the luck, out there in blood and muck, you were born beneath a kindly star. 24. All we dreamt, I and you, you can really go and do, and I can't, the way things are. In a trench you are sitting, while I am knitting a hopeless sock that never gets done. Well, here's luck, my dear, and you've got it, no fear, but for me, a war is poor fun. Rose Macaulay. 19. The Defenders. His wage of rest at nightfall still he takes, who sixty years has known of plowing over Cotsall Hill and keeping trim the Cotsall Stone. He meditates the dusk, 
and sees folds of his wanted shepherdings and lands of stubble and tall trees becoming insubstantial things. And does he see on Cotsall Hill, thrown even to the central shire, the funneled shapes forbidding still the stranger from his cottage fire? John Drinkwater. 20. The Dead. These hearts were woven of human joys and cares, washed marvelously with sorrow, swift to mirth. The years had given them kindness. Dawn was theirs, and sunset, and the colors of the earth. 25. These had seen movement, and heard music, known slumber and waking, loved, gone proudly friend, felt the quick stir of wonder, sat alone, touched flowers and furs, and cheeks. All this is ended. There are waters blown by changing winds to laughter and lit by the rich skies all day. And after frost, with a gesture, stays the waves that dance and wandering loveliness. He leaves a white unbroken glory, a gathered radiance, a width, a shining peace under the night. Rupert Brooke. 21. The Soldier. If I should die, think only this of me, that there's some corner of a foreign field that is forever England. There shall be in that rich earth a richer dust concealed, a dust whom England bore, shaped, made aware, gave, once, her flowers to love, her ways to roam, a body of England's, breathing English air, washed by the rivers, blessed by sons of home. And think, this heart, all evil shed away, a pulse in the eternal mind, no less gives somewhere back the thoughts by England given, her sights and sounds, dreams happy as her day, and laughter, learn of friends and gentleness, in hearts at peace, under an English heaven. Rupert Brooke. 26. 22. For the Fallen. With proud thanksgiving, a mother for her children, England mourns for her dead across the sea. Flesh of her flesh they were, spirit of her spirit, fallen in the cause of the free. Solemn the drums thrill, death august and royal sings sorrow up into immortal spheres. There is music in the midst of desolation and a glory that shines upon our tears. They went with songs to the battle, they were young, straight of limb, true of eye, steady in a glow. They were staunch to the end against odds uncounted, they fell with their faces to the foe. They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old, age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning we will remember them. They mingle not with their laughing comrades again. They sit no more at familiar tables of home. They have no lot in our labor of the daytime. They sleep beyond England's foam. But where our desires are and our hopes profound, felt as a wellspring that is hidden from sight, to the innermost heart of their own land they are known as the stars are known to the night. 27. As the stars that shall be bright when we are duet moving in marches upon the heavenly plain, as the stars that are starry in the time of our darkness, to the end, to the end they remain. Lawrence Binion. 23. Shadows and Lights. What gods have met in battle to arouse this whirling shadow of invisible things, these hosts that writhe amid the shattered sods? O Father, and O Mother of the gods, is there some trouble in the heavenly house? We who are captained by its unseen kings wonder what thrones are shaken in the skies, what powers who held dominion o'er our will let fall the scepter, and what destinies the younger gods may drive us to fulfill. Have they not swayed us, earth's invisible lords, with whispers and with breathings from the dark? The very borderstones of nations mark where silence swallowed some wild prophet's words that rang but for an instant and were still, yet were so burthened with eternity, they maddened all who heard to work their will, 
to raise the lofty temple on the hill, and many a glittering thicket of keen swords flashed out to make one law for land and sea, that earth might move with heaven in company. 28. The cities that to myriad beauty grew were altars raised unto old gods who died, and they were sacrificed in ruins to the younger gods who took their place of pride. They have no brotherhood, the deified, no high companionship of throne by throne, but will their beauty still to be alone. What is a nation but a multitude united by some God-begotten mood, some hope of liberty or dream of power that have not with each other brotherhood but ward and spirit from their natal hour, their hatred God-begotten as their love reverberations of eternal strife? For all that fury breathed in human life, are ye not guilty, answer ye above? Ah, uh, no, the circle of the heavenly ones, that ring of burning, grave, inflexible powers, array in harmony amid the deep the shining legionaries of the suns, that through their day from dawn to twilight keep the peace of heaven, and have no feuds like ours. The morning stars their labors of the dawn close at the advent of the solar kings, and these with joy their scepters yield, withdrawn when the still evening stars begin their reign, and twilight time is thrilled with homing wings to the All-Father being turned again. 29. No, not on high begin divergent ways, the galaxies of interlinked lights rejoicing on each other's beauty gaze. Tis we who do make errant all the rays that stream upon us from the astral heights. Love in our thickened air too redly burns, and unto vanity our beauty turns. Wisdom that gently whispers us to part from evil swells to hatred in the heart. Dark is the shadow of invisible things on us who look not up, whose vision fails. The glorious shining of the heavenly kings to mold us in their image not avails. They weave a robe of many-colored fire to garb the spirits thronging in the deep, and in the upper air its splendors keep pure and unsullied, but below it trails darkling and glimmering in our earthly mire. With eyes bent ever earthwards we are swayed but by the shadows of eternal light, and shadow against shadow is arrayed so that one dark may dominate the night. Though kindred are the lights that cast the shade, we look not up, nor see how, side by side, the high originals of all our pride and crowned and sceptered brotherhood are throned, compassionate of our blindness and our hate that own the godship but the love disowned. Ah, let us for a little while abate the outward roving eye, and seek within. 30. Where spirit unto spirit is allied, there, in our inmost being, we may win the joyful vision of the heavenly wise to see the beauty in each other's eyes. A. E. 24. Brumana. Oh, shall I never, never be home again. Meadows of England shining in the rain spread wide your daisied lawns, your ramparts green with briar fortify, with blossom screen till my far morning, and oh, streams that slow and pure and deep through plains and playlands go, for me your love and all your kingcup store, and dark militia of the southern shore, old fragrant friends, preserve me the last lines of that long saga which you sang me, pines, when, lonely boy. Beneath the chosen tree I listened, with my eyes upon the sea. O traitor pines, you sang what life has found the falsest of fair tales. Earth blew a far-horn prelude all around, that native music of her forest home, while from the sea's blue fields and siren dales shadows and light noon specters of the foam riding the summer gales on airy vials plucked an idle sound. Hearing you sing, O trees, hearing you murmur. There are older seas that beat on vaster sands, 31. Where the wise snailfish move their pearly towers to carven rocks and sculptured promagrise. Hearing you whisper, lands where blaze the unimaginable flowers. 
Beneath me in the valley waves the palm, beneath, beyond the valley, breaks the sea. Beneath me sleep in mist and light and calm cities of Lebanon, dream shadowed him, where kings of Tyre and kings of Tyre did rule in ancient days an endless dynasty, and all around the snowy mountains swim like mighty swans, afloat in heaven's pool. But I will walk upon the wooded hill where stands a grove, O pines, of sister pines, and when the downy twilight droops her wing and no sea glimmers and no mountain shines my heart shall listen still. For pines are gossip pines the wide world through and full of runic tales to sigh or sing. Tis ever sweet through pines to see the sky blushing a deeper gold or darker blue. Tis ever sweet to lie on the dry carpet of the needles brown, and though the fanciful green lizards stir and windy odors light as thistledown breathe from the lavdanon and lavender, have to forget the wandering and pain, have to remember days that have gone by, and dream and dream that I am home again. James Elroy Flecker 32. 25. Alike wake carol. Grow old and die, rich day, over some English field, chartered to come away what time to death ye yield. Pass, frost-white ghosts, and then come forth to banished men. I see the stubble sheen, the mist and ruddled leaves, here where the new springs green for her first raindrops grieves. Here beechen leaves drift red last week in England dead. For English eyes delight those autumn ghosts go free. Ghost of the field hoar white, ghost of the crimson tree. Grudge them not, England dear, to us thy banished here. Arthur Shirley Cripps. 26. A refrain. Tell the tune his feet beat on the ground all day, black burnt ground and green grass seamed with rocks of gray. England, England, England. That one word they say. 33. Now they tread the beech mast, now the plufflands clay. Now the fairy ball floor of her fields in May. Now her red June sorrel, now her new turned hay, now they keep the great road, now by sheep pass stray still it's England, England, England. All the way. Arthur Shirley Cripps. 27. Where a Roman villa stood, above Freiburg. On alien ground, breathing in alien air, a Roman stood, far from his ancient home, and gazing, murmured, Ah, the hills are fair but not the hills of Rome. Descendant of a race to Romanskin, where the old son of empire stood, I stand the selfsame rocks fold the same valley in, untouched of human hand. Over another shines the selfsame star, another heart with nameless longing fills, crying aloud. How beautiful they are, but not our English hills. Mary E. Coleridge. 34. 28. Heights and Depths. He walked in glory on the hills, we Dale's men envy from afar the heights and roselit pinnacles which placed him nigh the evening star. Upon the peaks they found him dead, and now we wonder if he sighed for our low grass beneath his head, for our rude huts, before he died. William Canton. 29. In the Highlands. In the Highlands, in the country places, where the old plain men have rosy faces, and the young fair maidens' quiet eyes, where essential silence cheers and blesses, and forever in the hill recesses her more lovely music broods and dies. O oh, to mount again where erst I haunted, where the old red hills are bird-enchanted, and the low green meadows bright with sward, and when even dies, the million tinted, and the night has come, and planets glinted, lo, the valley hollow lamp astarred. 35. O oh, to dream, O oh, to awake and wander there, and with delight to take and render, through the trance of silence, quiet breath, lo, for there, among the flowers and grasses, 
only the mightier movement sounds and passes, only winds and rivers, life and death. Robert Louis Stevenson. 30. In City Streets. Yonder in the heather there's a bed for sleeping, drink for one a thirst, ripe blackberries to eat. Yonder in the sun the merry hares go leaping, and the pool is clear for travel-wearied feet. Sorely throb my feet, a tramping London highways, ah. The springy moss upon a northern moor, through the endless streets, the gloomy squares and byways, homeless in the city, poor among the poor. London streets are gold, ah, give me leaves a glinting midst gray dikes and hedges in the autumn sun. London waters wine, poured out for all unstinting, God. For the little brooks that tumble as they run. Oh, my heart is fain to hear the soft wind blowing, suffing through the fir tops up on northern fells. Oh, my eyes an ache to see the brown burns flowing through the peaty soil and tinkling heather bells. Ada Smith. 36. 31. Margaret's Song. To soothe and mild your lowland airs for one whose hope is gone, I'm thinking of a little tarn, brown, very lone. Would now the tall swift mists could lay their wet grasp on my hair, and the great natures of the hills round me friendly were. In vain, for taking hills your plains have spoilt my soul, I think, but would my feet were going down towards the brown tarn's brink. Lascellus Abercrombie. 82. To S. R. Crockett. Blows the wind today, and the sun and the rain are flying, blows the wind on the moors today and now, whereabout the graves of the martyrs the wops are crying, my heart remembers how. Grey recumbent tombs of the dead in desert places, standing stones on the vacant wine-red moor, hills of sheep, and the homes of the silent vanished races, and winds, austere and pure. 37. Be it granted me to behold you again in dying, hills of home, and to hear again the call, hear about the graves of the martyrs the peewees crying, and hear no more at all. Robert Louis Stevenson. 33. Chillingham I. Through the sunny garden the humming bees are still. The fir climbs the heather, the heather climbs the hill. The low clouds have riven a little rift through. The hill climbs to heaven, far away in blue. 2. Oh the high valley, the little low hill, and the cornfield over the sea, the wind that rages and then lies still, and the clouds that rest and flee. Oh the gray island in the rainbow haze, and the long thin spits of land, the roughening pastures and the stony ways, and the golden flash of the sand. 38. Oh the red heather on the moss-wrought rock, and the fir tree stiff and straight, the shaggy old sheepdog barking at the flock, and the rotten old five-barred gate. Oh the brown bracken, the blackberry bough, the scent of the gorse in the air. I shall love them ever as I love them now, I shall weary in heaven to be there. 3. Strike, life, a happy hour and let me live but in that grace. I shall have gathered all the world can give, unending time and space. Bring light and air, the thin and shining air of the north land, the light that falls on tower and garden there, close to the gold sea sand. Bring flowers, the latest colors of the earth, ere none like frost lay her hard hand upon this rainbow mirth, with twinkling emerald crossed. The white star of the traveler's joy, the deep empurpled rays that hide the smoky stone, the dahlia rooted in Egyptian sleep, the last frail rose alone. 39. Let music whisper from a casement set by them of old, where the light smell of lavender may yet rise from the soft loose mold. Then shall I know, with eyes and ears awake, not in bright gleams, 
the joy my heavenly Father joys to make for men who grieve, in dreams. Mary E. Coleridge. 34. Sussex. God gave all men all earth to love, but since our hearts are small, ordained for each one spot should prove beloved over all, that as he watched creation's birth so we, in godlike mood, may of our love create our earth and see that it is good. So one shall Baltic pines content, as one some Surrey glade, or one the palm groves drone lament before Levuka's trade. Each to his choice, and I rejoice the lot has fallen to me in a fair ground, in a fair ground, yeah, Sussex by the sea. 40. No tender-hearted garden crowns, no bosomed woods adorn our blunt, bow-headed, well-backed downs, but gnarled and ridden thorn, bare slopes where chasing shadows skim, and through the gaps revealed belt upon belt, the wooded, dim blue goodness of the weald. Clean of officious fence or hedge, half-wild and wholly tame, the wise turf cloaks the white cliff edge as when the Romans came. What sign of those that fought and died at shift of sword and sword? The barrow and the camp abide, the sunlight and the sward. Here leaps ashore the full so-west all heavy-winged with brine, here lies above the folded crest the channel's leaden line, and here the sea-fogs lap and cling, and here, each warning each, the sheep-bells and the ship-bells ring along the hidden beach. We have no waters to delight our broad and brookless valleys, only the dew-pond on the height unfed, that never fails. 41. Whereby no tattered herbage tells which way the season flies, only our close-bit time that smells like dawn in paradise. Here through the strong unhampered days the tinkling silence thrills, or little, lost. Down churches praise the Lord who made the hills, but here the old gods guard their round, and in her secret heart the heathen kingdom Wilfred found dreams, as she dwells apart. Though all the rest were all my share, with equal soul I'd see her nine and thirty sisters fair, yet none more fair than she. Choose ye your need from tempts to tweed, and I will choose instead such lands as lie twixt rake and rye, black down and beachy head. I will go out against the sun where the rolled scarp retires, and the long man of Wilmington looks naked toward the shires, and east till doubling rather crawls to find the fickle tide, by dry and sea-forgotten walls, our ports of stranded pride. 42. I will go north about the shaws and the deep gills that breed huge oaks and old, the which we hold no more than Sussex weed, or south where windy pitting hose begilded dolphin veers, and black beside wide-banked ooze lie down our Sussex steers. So to the land our hearts we give till the sure magic strike, and memory, use, and love make live us and our fields alike, that deeper than our speech and thought, beyond our reason's sway, clay of the pit whence we were wrought yearns to its fellow clay. God gives all men all earth to love, but since man's heart is small ordains for each one spot shall prove beloved over all. Each to his choice, and I rejoice the lot has fallen to me in a fair ground, in a fair ground, yeah, Sussex by the sea. Rudyard Kipling. 43. 35. The South Country. When I am living in the Midlands that are sodden and unkind, I light my lamp in the evening, my work is left behind and the great hills of the south country come back into my mind. The great hills of the south country they stand along the sea, and it's there, walking in the high woods, that I could wish to be, and the men that were boys when I was a boy walking along with me. The men that live in North England I saw them for a day, their hearts are set upon the waste fells, their skies are fast and gray, 
from their castle walls a man may see the mountains far away. The men that live in West England they see the Severn strong, a rolling on rough water brown light aspen leaves along. They have the secret of the rocks, and the oldest kind of song. But the men that live in the south country are the kindest and most wise, they get their laughter from the loud surf, and the faith in their happy eyes. 44. Come surely from our sister the spring when over the sea she flies. The violets suddenly bloom at her feet. She blesses us with surprise. I never get between the pines but I smell the Sussex air. Nor I never come on a belt of sand but my home is there. And along the sky the line of the downs so noble and so bare. A lost thing could I never find, nor a broken thing mend. And I fear I shall be all alone when I get towards the end. Who will there be to comfort me, or who will be my friend? I will gather and carefully make my friends of the men of the Sussex Weald. They watch the stars from silent folds. They stiffly plow the field. By them and the God of the South Country my poor soul shall be healed. If I ever become a rich man, or if ever I grow to be old, I will build a house with deep thatch to shelter me from the cold. And there shall the Sussex songs be sung and the story of Sussex told. 45. I will hold my house in the high wood, within a walk of the sea, and the men that were boys when I was a boy shall sit and drink with me. Hilaire Bellic. 36. Chanclebury Ring. Say what you will, there is not in the world a nobler sight than from this upper down. No rugged landscape here, no beauty hurled from its creator's hand as with a frown, but a green plain on which green hills look down trim as a garden plot. No other hue can hence be seen save here and there the brown of a square fallow, and the horizon's blue. Dear checker work of woods, the Sussex wield. If a name thrills me yet of things of earth, that name is thine. How often I have fled to thy deep hedgerows and embraced each field, each lag, each pasture, fields which gave me birth and saw my youth, and which must hold me dead. Wilfred Blunt. 87. In Romney Marsh. As I went down to Dimchurch Wall, I heard the south sing o'er the land. I saw the yellow sunlight fall on knolls where Norman churches stand. 46. And ringing shrilly, taut and lithe, within the wind a core of sound, the wire from Romney town to Hythe alone its airy journey wound. A veil of purple vapor flowed and trailed its fringe along the straits. The upper air like sapphire glowed, and roses filled heaven's central gates. Masts in the offing wagged their tops. The swinging waves peeled on the shore, the saffron beach, all diamond drops and beads of surge, prolonged the roar. As I came up from Dimchurch Wall, I saw above the down's low crest the crimson brands of sunset fall, flicker and fade from out the west. Night sank, like flakes of silver fire the stars and one great shower came down, shrill blew the wind, and shrill the wire rang out from Hythe to Romney Town. The darkly shining salt sea drops streamed as the waves clashed on the shore. The beach, with all its organs stops peeling again, prolonged the roar. John Davidson. 47. 38. A sink port. Below the down the stranded town what may be tied for lonely waits, with memories of smoky skies, when Gallic navies crossed the straits, when waves with fire and blood grew bright, and cannon thundered through the night. With swinging stride the rhythmic tide bore to the harbor bark and sloop, across the bar the ship of war, in castled stern and lantern poop, came up with conquests on her lee, the stately mistress of the sea. Where argosies have wooed the breeze, the simple sheep are feeding now, 
and near and far across the bar the plowman whistles at the plow, where once the long waves wash the shore, larks from their lowly lodging soar. Below the down the stranded town hears far away the rollers beat, about the wall the seabirds call, the salt wind murmurs through the street. Forlorn the sea's forsaken bride awaits the end that shall betide. John Davidson. 48. 39. Essex. I go through the fields of blue water on the south road of the sea. High to north the east country holds her green fields to me, for she that I gave over, gives not over me. Last night I lay at good Easter under a hedge I knew, last night beyond high Easter I trod the Mayfloor's blue, tilt from the sea the sun came bidding me wake and rue. Roding, that names eight churches, banks with the pagels dight, Chelmer whose mill and willows keep one red tower in sight, under the southern cross round beside the ship tonight. Ah, I may not seek back now, either be turned nor stayed. Yet should I live, I'd seek her, once that my vows are paid. And should I die I'd haunt her, I'd being what God made. England has greater counties, their peace to hers is small. 49. Low hills, rich fields, calm rivers, in Essex seek them all, Essex, where I that found them found to lose them all. Arthur Shirley Cripps. 40. A town window. Beyond my window in the night is but a drab and glorious street, yet there the frost and clean starlight as over Warwick woods are sweet. Under the gray drift of the town the crocus works among the mold as eagerly as those that crown the Warwick spring in flame and gold. And when the tramway down the hill across the cobbles moans and rings, there is about my windowsill the tumult of a thousand wings. John Drinkwater 41. Mamble I never went to Mamble that lies above the team, so I wonder who's in Mamble, and whether people seem who breed and brew along there as lazy as the name, and whether any song there sets alehouse wits aflame. 50. The fingerpost says Mamble, and that is all I know of the narrow road to Mamble. And should I turn and go to that place of lazy token, that lies above the team, there might be a mamble broken that was lissom in a dream. So leave the road to mamble, and take another road to as good a place as mamble be it lazy as a toad. Who travels Worcester County takes any place that comes when April tosses bounty to the cherries and the plums. John Drinkwater 42. Plymouth Harbor Oh, what know they of harbors who toss not on the sea? They tell of fairer havens but none so fair there be. As Plymouth Town outstretching her quiet arms to me, her breast's broad welcome spreading from Mewstone to Penley. 51. Ah, with this home thought, darling, come crowding thoughts of thee. Oh, what know they of harbors who toss not on the sea? Ernest Radford. 43. Oxford. I came to Oxford in the light of a spring-colored afternoon. Some clouds were gray and some were white and all were blown to such a tune of quiet rapture in the sky, I laughed to see them laughing by. I had been dreaming in the train with thoughts at random from my book. I looked, and read, and looked again, and suddenly to greet my look Oxford shone up with every tower aspiring sweetly like a flower. Home turn the feet of men that seek, and home the hearts of children turn, and none can teach the hour to speak what every hour is free to learn, and all discover, late or soon, their golden Oxford afternoon. Gerald Gould. 52. 44. Alma Mater. Know you her secret none can utter? Hers of the book, the tripled crown? Still on the spire the pigeons flutter, still by the gateway flits the gown, still on the street, from corbel and gutter, faces of stone look down. 
faces of stone, and stonier faces, some from library windows wand forth on her gardens, her green spaces, peer and turn to their books anon. Hence, my muse, from the green oases gather the tent, begone. Nay, should she by the pavement linger under the rooms where once she played, who from the feast would rise to fling her one poor soul for her serenade? One short laugh for the antic finger thrumming a lute-string frayed? Once, my dear, but the world was young then, Magdalen elms and trinity limes, Listen the blades in the backs that swung then, Eight good men in the good old times, careless we, and the chorus flung then under St. Mary's chimes. Reins lay loose and the ways led random, Christ church meadow and Ifly track. 53. Idleness horrid and dogcart. Tandem, Aylesbury grind and bisister pack. Pleasant our lines, and faith. We scan them, having that artless knack. Come, old limmer, the times grow colder, leaves of the creeper redden and fall. Was it a hand then clapped my shoulder? Only the wind by the chapel wall. Dead leaves drift on the lute, so fold her under the faded shawl. Never we wince, though none deplore us, we who go reaping that we sowed, cities at cockcrow wake before us, hey, for the lilt of the London road. One look back, and a rousing chorus. Never a palinode. Still on her spire the pigeons hover, still by her gateway haunts the gown. Ah, but her secret? You, young lover, drumming her old ones forth from town, know you the secret none discover? Tell it, when you go down. Yet if at length you seek her, prove her, lean to her whispers never so nigh. Yet if at last not less her lover you in your handsome leave the high, down from her towers a ray shall hover, touch you, a passerby. Arthur Quiller Couch 54 45 From Dedicatory Ode I will not try the reach again. I will not set my sail alone, to moor a boat bereft of men at Yarnton's tiny docks of stone. But I will sit beside the fire, and put my hand before my eyes, and trace, to fill my heart's desire, the last of all our odysseys. The quiet evening kept her tryst. Beneath an open sky we rode, and passed into a wandering mist along the perfect evenload. The tender evenload that makes her meadows hush to hear the sound of waters mingling in the breaks and binds my heart to English ground. A lovely river, all alone, she lingers in the hills and holds a hundred little towns of stone, forgotten in the western wolds. Hilaire Bellic. 46. The Devourers. Cambridge Town is a beleaguered city, for south and north, like a sea, there beat on its gates, without haste or pity, the downs and the fin country. 55. Cambridge Towers, so old, so wise, they were builded but yesterday, watched by sleepy gray secret eyes that smiled as at children's play. Roads south of Cambridge run into the waste, where learning and lamps are not, and the pale downs tumble, blind, chalk-faced, and the brooding churches squat. Roads north of Cambridge march through a plain level like the Trader Sea. It will swallow its ships, and turn and smile again, the insatiable from country lest the downs and the fens should eat Cambridge up, and its towers be tossed and thrown, and its rich wine drunk from its broken cup, and its beauty no more known. Let us come, you and I, where the roads run blind, out beyond the transient city, that our love, mingling with earth, may find her imperishable heart of pity. Rose Macaulay. 47. The Old Vicarage, Granchester. Café de Westons, Berlin. Just now the lilac is in bloom all before my little room, 
and in my flowerbeds I think. 56. Smile the carnation and the pink, and down the borders, well I know, the poppy and the pansy blow. Oh, they're the chestnuts, summer through, beside the river make for you a tunnel of green gloom, and sleep deeply above, and green and deep the stream mysterious glides beneath, green as a dream and deep as death dot. Oh, damn. I know it. And I know how the May fields all golden show, and when the day is young and sweet, gild gloriously the bare feet that run to bathe. Do Lieber God. Here am I, sweating, sick, and hot, and there the shadowed waters fresh lean up to embrace the naked flesh. Temperamental German Jews drink beer around, and there the dews are soft beneath a morn of gold. Here tulips bloom as they are told, unkempt about those hedges blows an English unofficial rose and there the unregulated sun slopes down to rest when day is done, and wakes a vague, unpunctual star, a slippered hesper, and there are meads towards hastling field and coat and where das betretens not verboten. 57. Eth Genoyman, what I were in Granchester, in Granchester some, it may be, can get in touch with nature there, or earth, or such. And clever modern men have seen a fawn a peeping through the green, and felt the classics were not dead, to glimpse a naiad's reedy head, or hear the goatfoot piping low. But these are things I do not know. I only know that you may lie day long and watch the Cambridge sky, and flower lulled in sleepy grass, hear the cool lapse of hours pass, until the centuries blend and blur in Grantchester, in Grantchester. Still in the dawnlit waters cool his ghostly lordship swims his pool, and tries the strokes, essays the tricks, long learned on Hellespont, or sticks, Dan Chaucer hears his river still chatter beneath a phantom mill. Tennyson notes. With studious eye, how Cambridge waters hurry by. And in that garden black and white creep whispers through the grass all night, and spectral dance, before the dawn, a hundred vicars down the lawn. Curates, long dust, will come and go on lissom, clerical, printless toe, and oft between the boughs is seen. 58. The sly shade of a rural dean, till at a shiver in the skies, vanishing with satanic cries, the prim ecclesiastic route leaves but a startled sleep route, gray heavens, the first bird's drowsy calls, the falling house that never falls. God, I will pack, and take a train, and get me to England once again. For England's the one land I know, where men with splendid hearts may go, and Cambridgeshire, of all England, the shire for men who understand and of that district I prefer the lovely hamlet Grantchester. For Cambridge people rarely smile, being urban, squat, and packed with guile, and Royston men in the far south are black and fierce and strange of mouth, at over they fling oaths at one, and worse than oaths at Trumpington, and didn't girls are mean and dirty, and there's none in Harston under thirty, and folks in Shelford and those parts have twisted lips and twisted hearts, and Barton men make cockney rhymes, and Cotons full of nameless crimes. And things are done you'd not believe at. Mattingly on Christmas Eve. Strong men have run for miles and miles. 59. When one from Cherry Hinton smiles, strong men have blanched and shot their wives rather than send them to St. Ives. Strong men have cried like babes, bite em, to hear what happened at Babraham. But Grantchester. Ah, Grantchester. There's peace and holy quiet there, great clouds along Pacific skies and men and women with straight eyes, lithe children lovelier than a dream, a bosky wood, a slumber stream, and little kindly winds that creep round twilight corners, 
half asleep. In Grantchester their skins are white, they bathe by day, they bathe by night. The women there do all they ought, the men observe the rules of thought. They love the good, they worship truth, they laugh uproariously in youth, and when they get to feeling old, they up and shoot themselves, I'm told. Ah God! To see the branches stir across the moon at Grantchester. To smell the thrilling sweet and rotten, unforgettable, unforgotten river smell, and hear the breeze sobbing in the little trees. Say, do the elm clumps greatly stand, still guardians of that holy land? The chestnuts shade, in reverend dream. 60. The yet unacademic stream? Is dawn a secret shy and cold anodiamine, silver gold? And sunset still a golden sea from Hastling Field to Mattingly? And after, ere the night is born, do hairs come out about the corn? Oh, is the water sweet and cool gentle and brown, above the pool? And laughs the immortal river still under the mill, under the mill? Say, is there beauty yet to find? And certainty? And quiet kind? Deep meadows yet, for to forget the lies, and truths, and pain? Oh! Yet stands the church clock at ten to three? And is there honey still for tea? Rupert Brook. 48. Days that have been. Can I forget the sweet days that have been, when poetry first began to warm my blood, when from the hills of Gwent I saw the earth burned into two by seven's silver flood? When I would go alone at night to see the moonlight, like a big white butterfly, dreaming on that old castle near Carolean, while at its side the usk went softly by. 61. When I would stare at lovely clouds in heaven, or watch them when reported by deep streams, when feeling pressed like thunder, but would not break into that grand music of my dreams? Can I forget the sweet days that have been, the villages so green I have been in, Lanternum, Magar, Malpas, and Lamwern, Lissery, Old Carolean, and Alterin? Can I forget the banks of Malpas Brook, or Eblis' voice in such a wild delight? as on he dashed with pebbles in his throat, gurgling towards the sea with all his might? Ah, when I see a leafy village now I sigh and ask it for Lanternum's green. I ask each river where is Ebus' voice, in memory of the sweet days that have been. William H. Davies. 49. The Lake Isle of Innisfree. I will arise and go now, and go to Innisfree, and a small cabin build there, of clay and wattles made. Nine bean rows will I have there, a hive for the honey bee, and live alone in the bee-loud glade. 62. And I shall have some peace there, for peace comes dropping slow, dropping from the vales of the morning to where the cricket sings, their midnights all a glimmer, and noon a purple glow, and evening full of the linnet's wings. I will arise and go now, for always night and day I hear lake water lapping with low sounds by the shore, while I stand on the roadway, or on the pavement's gray, I hear it in the deep heart's core. W. B. Yeats. 60. The Flowers. By English Posies. Kent and Surrey May. Violets of the undercliff wet with channel spray. Cowslips from a Devon coombe. Midland furs afire. By my English Posies. And I'll sell your heart's desire. By my English Posies. You that scorn the May. Won't you greet a friend from home half the world away? 63. Green against the draggled drift, faint and frail and first, by my northern blood root, and I'll know where you were nursed. Robin down the logging road whistles. Come to me! Spring has found the maple grove, the sap is running free, all the winds of Canada call the plowing rain. 
take the flower and turn the hour, and kiss your love again. By my English posies. Here's to match your need, by a tuft of royal heath, by a bunch of weed white as sand of Musenberg spun before the gale. By my heath and lilies and I'll tell you whence you hail. Under hot Constantia broad the vineyards lie, throned and thorned the aching bird props the speckless sky, slow below the Winberg firs trails the tilted wane. Take the flower and turn the hour, and kiss your love again. By my English posies, you that will not turn, by my hot wood clematis by a frond o' fern. 64. Gathered where the erskine leaps down the road to Lorne, by my Christmas creeper, and I'll say where you were born. West away from Melbourne dust holidays begin, they that mock at paradise woo at Coraline, through the great south Otway gums sings the great south main, take the flower and turn the hour, and kiss your love again. By my English posies, here's your choice unsold. By a blood-red myrtle bloom, by the co-wise gold flung for gift on Taupo's face, sign that spring is come, by my clinging myrtle and I'll give you back your home. Broom behind the windy town, pollen o' the pine, Bell bird in the leafy deep where the rottest twine, fern above the saddle bow, flax upon the plain, take the flower and turn the hour, and kiss your love again. By my English posies, you that have your own by them for a brother's sake overseas alone. 65. Weed ye trample underfoot floods his heart abrim, bird ye never heeded, oh, she calls his dead to him. Far and far our homes are set round the seven seas, woe for us if we forget, we that hold by these. Unto each his mother beach, bloom and bird and land, masters of the seven seas, oh, love and understand. Rudyard Kipling. 61. The House Beautiful. A naked house, a naked moor, a shivering pool before the door, a garden bare of flowers and fruit and poplars at the garden foot. Such is the place that I live in, bleak without and bare within. Yet shall your ragged moor receive the incomparable pomp of Eve, and the cold glories of the dawn behind your shivering trees be drawn. And when the wind from place to place doth the unward cloud galleons chase, your garden gloom and gleam again, with leaping sun, with glancing rain. Here shall the wizard moon ascend the heavens, in the crimson end. 66. Of day's declining splendor, here the army of the stars appear. The neighbor hollows dry or wet, spring shall with tender flowers be set and oft the morning musers see larks rising from the brumilia, and every fairy wheel and thread of cobweb do be diamonded. When daisies go, shall wintertime silver the simple grass with rhyme, autumnal frosts enchant the pool and make the cart ruts beautiful, and when snow bright the moor expands, how shall your children clap their hands? To make this earth our hermitage, a cheerful and a changeful page, God's bright and intricate device of days and seasons doth suffice. Robert Louis Stevenson. 52. The Old Love. Out of my door I step into the country, all her scent and dew, nor travel there by a hard road, dusty and far from my abode. The country washes to my door green miles on miles in soft uproar, the thunder of the woods, and then the backwash of green surf again. 67. Beyond the feverfew and stocks, the gelder rose and hollyhocks. Outside my trellis porch a tree of lilac frames the sky for me. A stretch of primrose and pale green to hold the tender Hesper in. Hesper that by the moon makes pale her silver keel and silver sail. The country silence wraps me quite, silence and song in pure delight. The country beckons all the day smiling, and but a step away. 
This is that country seen across how many a league of love and loss, prayed for and longed for, and as far as fountains in the desert are. This is that country at my door, whose fragrant airs run on before, and call me when the first birds stir in the green wood to walk with her. Catherine Tynan. 53. Early Morn. When I did wake this morn from sleep, it seemed I heard birds in a dream. Then I arose to take the air, the lovely air that made birds scream, just as a green hill launched the ship of gold to take its first clear dip. 68. And it began its journey then, as I came forth to take the air. The timid stars had vanished quite, the moon was dying with a stare. Horses, and kine, and sheep were seen, as still as pictures, in fields green. It seemed as though I had surprised and trespassed in a golden world that should have passed while men still slept. The joyful birds, the ship of gold, the horses, kine, and sheep did seem as they would vanish for a dream. William H. Davies. 64. The hill pines were sighing. The hill pines were sighing, o'ercast and chill was the day, a mist in the valley lying blotted the pleasant May. But deep in the glen's bosom summer slept in the fire of the odorous gorse blossom and the hot scent of the briar. A ribald cuckoo clamored, and out of the copse the stroke of the iron axe that hammered the iron heart of the oak. 69. Anon a sound appalling, as a hundred years of pride crashed, in the silence falling, and the shadowy pine trees sighed. Robert Bridges. 55. The Choice. When skies are blue and days are bright a kitchen garden's my delight, set round with rows of decent box and blowsy girls of hollyhocks. Before the lark his lauds hath done and ere the corncrakes southward gone, before the thrush good night hath said and the young summers put to bed, the currant bushes spicy smell, homely and honest, likes me well, the while on strawberries I feast, and raspberries the sun hath kissed, beans all a blowing by a row. Of hives that great with honey go, with mignonette, and heast to yield the plundering bee his honey field. Sweet herbs in plenty, blue borage and the delicious mint and sage, rosemary, marjoram, and rue, and time to scent the winter through. 70. Here are small apples growing round, and apricots all golden gowned, and plums that presently will flush and show their bush a burning bush. Cherries and nets against the wall, where master thrush his madrigal sings and makes oath a churl is he who grudges cherries for a fee. Lavender, sweet briar, orris. Here shall beauty make her pomander, her sweet balls for to lay in clothes that wrap her as the leaves the rose. Take roses red and lilies white, a kitchen garden's my delight, its gilly flowers and flocks and cloves, and its tall coat of iris doves. Catherine Tynan. 56. There is a hill. There is a hill beside the silver Thames, Shady with birch and beech and odorous pine and brilliant underfoot with thousand gems steeply the thickets to his floods decline. Straight trees in every place their thick tops interlace, and pendant branches trail their foliage fine upon his watery face. 71. Swift from the sweltering pasturage he flows, his stream, alert to seek the pleasant shade, pictures his gentle purpose, as he goes straight to the cavern pool his toil has made. His winter floods lay bare the stout roots in the air. His summer streams are cool, when they have played among their fibrous hair. A rushy island guards the sacred bower, and hides it from the meadow, where in peace the lazy cows wrench many a scented flower, robbing the golden market of the bees, and laden barges float by banks of myosote, 
and scented flag and golden flower to list delay the loitering boat. And on this side the island, where the pool eddies away, are tangled mass on mass the water weeds, that net the fishes cool, and scarce allow a narrow stream to pass, where spreading crowfoot mars the drowning nenyafars, waving the tassels of her silken grass below her silver stars. But in the purple pool there nothing grows, not the white water lily spoked with gold. 72. Though best she loves the hollows, and well knows on quiet streams her broad shields to unfold, yet should her roots but try within these deeps to lie, not her long-reaching stalk could ever hold her waxen head so high. Sometimes an angler comes, and drops his hook within its hidden depths, and gains the tree leaning his rod, reads in some pleasant book, forgetting soon his pride of fishery, and dreams, or falls asleep, while curious fishes peep about his nibbled bait, or scornfully dart off and rise and leap. And sometimes a slow figure neath the trees, in ancient fashion smock, with tottering care upon a staff propping his weary knees, may by the pathway of the forest fair, as from a buried day across the mind will stray some perishing mute shadow, and unaware he passeth on his way. Else, he that wishes solitude is safe, whether he bathe at morning in the stream, or lead his love there when the hot hours chafe the meadows, busy with a blurring steam, or watch, as fades the light, the gibbous moon grow bright, until her magic rays dance in a dream, and glorify the night. 73. Where is this bower beside the silver Thames? O pool and flowery thickets, hear my vow! O trees of freshest foliage and straight stems, no sharer of my secret I allow, lest ere I come the while strange feet your shades defile, or lest the burly oarsman turn his prow within your guardian owl. Robert Bridges. 57. Bablock Hythe. In the time of wild roses as up Thames we traveled where mid-waterweeds reveled the lily uncloses. To his old shores the river a new song was singing, and young shoots were springing on old roots forever. Dog daisies were dancing, and flags flamed in cluster, on the dark stream a luster now blurred and now glancing. A tall reed downwing the sedge warbler fluttered, one sweet note he uttered then left it soft swaying. 74. By the bank's sandy hollow my dipped oars went beating, and past our bows fleeting blue-backed shone the swallow. High woods, heron-haunted, rose, changed, as we rounded old hills greenly mounded, to meadows enchanted. A dream ever molded afresh for our wonder, still opening asunder for the stream many-folded. Till sunset was rimming the west with pale flushes, behind the black rushes the last light was dimming. And the lonely stream, hiding shy birds, grew more lonely, and with us was only the noise of our gliding. In cloud of gray weather the evening o'er darkened, in the stillness we hearkened, our hearts sang together. Lawrence Binion 75 58. Rowers chant. Row till the land dip neath the sea from view. Row till the land peep up, a home for you. Row till the mass sings songs welcome and sweet. Row till the waves, outstripped, give up dead beat. Row till the sea nymphs rise to ask you why rowing you tarry not to hear them sigh. Row till the stars grow bright like certain eyes. Row till the noon be high as hopes you prize. Row till you harbor in all longings port. Row till you find all things for which you sought. T. Sturgemore. 59. Farewell. Not soon shall I forget, a sheet of golden water, cold and sweet, the young moon with her head in veils of silver, and the nightingales. 
76. A wain of hay came up the lane. O fields I shall not walk again, and trees I shall not see, so still against the sky of daffodil. Fields where my happy heart had rest, and where my heart was heaviest, I shall remember them at peace drenched in moon silver like a fleece. The golden water sweet and cold, the moon of silver and of gold, the dew upon the gray grass spears, I shall remember them with tears. Catherine Tynan. 60. A ship, an isle, a sickle moon. A ship, an isle, a sickle moon, with few but with how splendid stars the mirrors of the sea are strewn between their silver bars. An isle beside an isle she lay, the pale ship anchored in the bay, while in the young moon's port of gold a starship, as the mirrors told, put forth its great and lonely light to the unreflecting ocean, night. 77. And still, a ship upon her seas, the isle and the island cypresses went sailing on without the gale, and still there moved the moon so pale, a crescent ship without a sail. James Elroy Flecker. 61. Nod. Softly along the road of evening, in a twilight dim with rose, wrinkled with age, and drenched with dew old Nod, the shepherd goes. His drowsy flock streams on before him, their fleeces charged with gold, to where the sun's last beam leans low on Nod the shepherd's fold. The hedge is quick and green with briar, from their sand the conies creep, and all the birds that fly in heaven flock singing home to sleep. His lambs outnumber a noon's roses, yet, when night's shadows fall, his blind old sheepdog slumber soon, misses not one of all. His are the quiet steeps of dreamland, the waters of no more pain, his ram's bell rings neath an arch of stars. Rest, rest, and rest again. Walter de la Mer. 78. 62. Chimes. Brief, on a flying night, from the shaken tower, a flock of bells take flight and go with the hour. Like birds from the coat to the gales, abrupt, O oh, hark! A fleet of bells set sails, and go to the dark. Sudden the cold airs swing. Alone, aloud, a verse of bells takes wing and flies with the cloud. Alice Menel. 63. Spring goeth all in white. Spring goeth all in white, crowned with milk-white may, in fleecy flocks of light o'er heaven the white clouds stray. White butterflies in the air. White daisies prank the ground, the cherry and hoary pear scatter their snow around. Robert Bridges. 79. 64. St. Valentine's Day. Today, all day, I rode upon the down, with hounds and horsemen, a brave company. On this side in its glory lay the sea, on that the Sussex wheeled, a sea of brown. The wind was light, and brightly the sun shone, and still we galloped on from gorse to gorse. And once, when checked, a thrush sang, and my horse pricked his quick ears as to a sound unknown. I knew the spring was come. I knew it even better than all by this, that through my chase in bush and stone and hill and sea and heaven I seemed to see and follow still your face. Your face my quarry was. For it I rode, my horse a thing of wings, myself a god. Wilfred Blunt. 65. A Day in Sussex. The dove did lend me wings. I fled away from the loud world which long had troubled me. Oh, lightly did I flee when Hoyne May threw her wild mantle on the hawthorn tree. I left the dusty high road, and my way was through deep meadows, shut with copses fair. A choir of thrushes poured its roundelay from every hedge and every thicket there. Mild, moon-faced kind looked on, where in the grass all heaped with flowers I lay, 
from noon till eve. 80. And hares unwitting close to me did pass, and still the birds sang, and I could not grieve. Oh, what a blessed thing that evening was! Peace, music, twilight, all that could deceive a soul to joy or lull a heart to peace. It glimmers yet across whole years like these. Wilfred Blunt. 66. Odin May. Let me go forth, and share the overflowing sun with one wise friend, or one better than wise, being fair, where the peewit wheels and dips on heights of bracken and ling, and earth, unto her leaflet tips, tingles with the spring. What is so sweet and dear as a prosperous morn in May, the confident prime of the day, and the dauntless youth of the year, when nothing that asks for bliss, asking aright, is denied, and half of the world a bridegroom is, and half of the world a bride. The song of mingling flows, grave, ceremonial, pure, as once, from lips that endure, the cosmic descant rose. 81. When the temporal lord of life, going his golden way, had taken a wondrous maid to wife that long had said him nay. For of old the son, our sire, came wing the mother of men, earth, that was virginal then, vestal fire to his fire. Silent her bosom and coy, but the strong gods sued and press, and born of their starry nuptial joy are all that drink of her breast. And the triumph of him that begot, and the travail of her that bore, behold they are evermore as warp and weft in our lot. We are children of splendor and flame, of shuddering, also, and tears. Magnificent out of the dust we came, and abject from the spheres. O bright irresistible Lord! We are fruit of earth's womb, each one, and fruit of thy loins, O son, whence first was the seed outpoured. To thee as our father we bow, forbidden thy father to see, who is older and greater than thou, as thou art greater and older than we. 82. Thou art but as a word of his speech, thou art but as a wave of his hand, thou art brief as a glitter of sand twixt tide and tide on his beach, thou art less than a spark of his fire, or a moment's mood of his soul, thou art lost in the notes on the lips of his choir that chant the chant of the whole. William Watson 67. The Scarecrow All winter through I bow my head beneath the driving rain, the north wind powders me with snow and blows me black again. At midnight neath a maze of stars I flame with glittering rhyme, and stand, above the stubble, stiff as mail at morning prime. But when that child, called Spring, and all his host of children, come, scattering their buds and dew upon these acres of my home, some rapture in my rags awakes, I lift void eyes and scan the skies for crows, those ravening foes, of my strange master, man. I watch him striding lank behind his clashing team and no soon will the wheat swish body high where once lay sterile snow. 83. Soon shall I gaze across a sea of sun-begotten grain, which my unflinching watch has sealed for harvest once again. Walter de la Mare. 68. The Vagabond. Give to me the life I love, let the lave go by me, give the jolly heaven above and the byway nigh me. Bed in the bush with stars to see, bread I dip in the river, there's the life for a man like me there's the life forever. Let the blow fall soon or late, let what will be o'er me, give the face of earth around and the road before me. Wealth I seek not, hope nor love, nor a friend to know me, all I seek, the heaven above and the road below me. Or let autumn fall on me where a field I linger, silencing the bird on tree, biting the blue finger. White as meal the frosty field, warm the fireside haven, not to autumn will I yield, not to winter even,
84. Let the blow fall soon or late, let what will be o'er me, give the face of earth around and the road before me. Wealth I ask not, hope nor love, nor a friend to know me, all I ask, the heaven above and the road below me. Robert Louis Stevenson. 69. Tewkesbury Road. It is good to be out on the road, and going one knows not where, going through meadow and village, one knows not whither nor why, through the gray light drift of the dust, in the keen cool rush of the air, under the flying white clouds, and the broad blue lift of the sky. And to halt at the chattering brook, in the tall green fern at the brink where the harebell grows, and the gorse, and the foxgloves purple and white, where the shy, delicate deer come down in a troop to drink when the stars are mellow and large at the coming on of the night. 85. Oh, to feel the beat of the rain, and the homely smell of the earth, is a tune for the blood to jig to, a joy past power of words, and the blessed green comely meadows are all a ripple with mirth at the noise of the lambs at play and the dear wild cry of the birds. John Macefield. 70. To a lady seen from the train. Oh, why do you walk through the fields in gloves, missing so much and so much? Oh, fat white woman whom nobody loves, why do you walk through the fields in gloves, when the grass is soft as the breast of doves and shivering sweet to the touch? Oh, why do you walk through the fields in gloves, missing so much and so much? Francis Cornford. 71. I will make you brooches. I will make you brooches and toys for your delight of birdsong that morning and starshine at night. I will make a palace fit for you and me of green days and forests, and blue days at sea. I will make my kitchen, and you shall keep your room, where white flows the river and bright blows the broom. 86. And you shall wash your linen, and keep your body white in rainfall at morning and dewfall at night. And this shall be for music when no one else is near, the fine song for singing, the rare song to hear. That only I remember, that only you admire of the broad road that stretches and the roadside fire. Robert Louis Stevenson. 72. Juggling Jerry. Pitch here the tent, while the old horse grazes. By the old hedge side will halt a stage. It's nigh my last above the daisies, my next leaf LLB man's blank page. Yes, my old girl. And it's no use crying, juggler, constable, king, must bow. One that outjuggles all has been spying long to have me and he has me now. We've traveled times to this old common, often we've hung our pots in the gorse. We've had a stirring life, old woman. You, and I, and the old gray horse, races, and fairs, and royal occasions, found us coming to their call, now they'll miss us at our stations, there's a juggler out juggles all. 87. Up goes the lark, as if all were jolly. Over the duck pond the willow shakes. Easy to think that grieving's folly, when the hands firm as driven stakes. Ay, when we're strong and braced and manful, life's a sweet fiddle, but we're a batch born to become the great juggler's handful. Balls he shies up and is safe to catch. Here's where the lads of the village cricket, I was a lad not wide from here, couldn't I whip off the bale from the wicket? Like an old world those days appear. Donkey, sheep, geese, and thatched alehouse, I know them. They are old friends of my halts, and seem, somehow, as if kind thanks I owe them. Juggling don't hinder the heart's esteem. Juggling's no sin, for we must have vittle. Nature allows us to bait for the fool. Holding one's own makes us juggle no little. But to increase it, 
hard juggling's the rule. You that are sneering at my profession, haven't you juggled a vast amount? There's the prime minister, in one session, juggles more games than my sins account. I've murdered insects with mock thunder, conscience, for that, and men don't quail. I've made bread from the bump of wonder, that's my business, and there's my tale. 88. Fashion and rank all praise the professor, I. And I've had my smile from the queen bravo, Jerry. She meant, God bless her. Ain't this a sermon on that scene? I've studied men from my topsy-turvy close, and I reckon, rather true. Some are fine fellows, some right scurvy, most a dash between the two. But it's a woman, old girl, that makes me think more kindly of the race, and it's a woman, old girl, that shakes me when the great juggler I must face. We two were married, due and legal, honest we've lived since we've been one. Lord, I could then jump like an eagle, you dance bright as a bit o' the sun birds in a maybush we were. Right, Mary? All night we kissed, we juggled all day. Joy was the heart of juggling Jerry. Now from his old girl he's juggled away. It's past Parsons to console us. No, nor no doctor fetch for me. I can die without my bolus. Two of a trade, lass, never agree. Parson and doctor, don't they love rarely, fighting the devil in other men's fields. Stand up yourself and match him fairly, then see how the rascal yields. 89. I, lass, have lived no gypsy, flaunting finery while his poor helpmate grubs, coin I've stored, and you won't be wanting, you shan't beg from the troughs and tubs. Nobly you've stuck to me, though in his kitchen many a mark he would hail you cook. Palaces you could have ruled and grown rich in, but your old Jerry you never forsook. Hand up the chirper. Ripe ale winks in it. Let's have comfort and be at peace. Once a stout draft made me light as a linnet. Cheer up. The Lord must have his lease. Maybe, for none see in that black hollow. It's just a place where we're held in pawn. And when the great juggler makes as to swallow, it's just a sword trick. I ain't quite gone. Yonder came smells of the gorse, so nutty, gold-like and warm. It's the prime of may better than mortar, brick and putty, is God's house on a blowing day. Lean me more up the mound, now I feel it, all the old heath smells. Ain't it strange? There's the world laughing, as if to conceal it, but he's by us, juggling the change. I mind it well, by the sea beach lying, once, it's long gone, when two gulls we beheld, which, as the moon got up, were flying down a big wave that sparked and swelled. 90. Crack went a gun, one fell, the second wheeled round him, twice, and was off for new luck, there in the dark her white wing beckoned, drop me a kiss, I'm the bird dead struck. George Meredith. 73. Requiem. Under the wide and starry sky, dig the grave and let me lie. Glad did I live and gladly die, and I laid me down with a will. This be the verse you grave for me, here he lies where he longed to be. Home is the sailor, home from sea, and the hunter home from the hill. Robert Louis Stevenson. 74. A Dead Harvest. In Kensington Gardens. Along the graceless grass of town they rake the rows of red and brown, dead leaves, unlike the rows of hay delicate, touched with gold and gray, raked long ago and far away. A narrow silence in the park, between the lights a narrow dark. One street rolls on the north, and one, muffled, upon the south doth run, 
Amid the mist the work is done. 91. A futile crop, for it the fire smolders, and for a stack, a pyre. So go the town's lives on the breeze, even as the sheddings of the trees, bosom nor barn is filled with ease. Alice Menel. 75. The Little Dancers. Lonely, save for a few faint stars, the sky dreams, and lonely, below, the little street into its gloom retires, secluded and shy. Scarcely the dumb roar enters this soft retreat, and all is dark, save where come flooding rays from a tavern window, there, to the brisk measure of an organ that down in an alley merrily plays, two children, all alone and no one by, holding their tattered frocks, through an airy maze of motion, lightly threaded with nimble feet, dance sedately. Face to face they gaze, their eyes shining, grave with a perfect pleasure. Lawrence Binion. 76. London Snow. When men were all asleep the snow came flying, in large white flakes falling on the city brown, stealthily and perpetually settling and loosely lying, hushing the latest traffic of the drowsy town, deadening, muffling, stifling its murmurs failing, lazily and incessantly floating down and down, silently sifting and veiling road, roof and railing. 92. Hiding difference, making unevenness even, into angles and crevices softly drifting and sailing. All night it fell, and when full inches seven it lay in the depth of its uncompacted lightness, the clouds blew off from a high and frosty heaven, and all woke earlier for the unaccustomed brightness of the winter dawning, the strange unheavenly glare. The eye marveled, marveled at the dazzling whiteness. The ear hearkened to the stillness of the solemn air. No sound of wheel rumbling nor of foot falling, and the busy morning cries came thin and spare. Then boys I heard, as they went to school, calling— they gathered up the crystal manna to freeze their tongues with tasting, their hands with snowballing, or rioted in a drift, plunging up to the knees, or peering up from under the white moss wonder. Oh, look at the trees, they cried. Oh, look at the trees. With lessened load a few carts creak and blunder, following along the white deserted way, a country company long dispersed asunder, when now already the sun, in pale display standing by. Paul's high dome, spread forth below his sparkling beams, and awoke the stir of the day. For now doors open, and war is waged with the snow, and trains of somber men, past tale of number, tread long brown paths, as toward their toil they go. 93. But even for them a while no cares encumber their minds diverted. The daily word is unspoken, the daily thoughts of labor and sorrow slumber at the sight of the beauty that greets them, for the charm they have broken. Robert Bridges. 77. The Road Menders. How solitary gleams the lamplit street waiting the far-off morn. How softly from the unresting city blows the murmur borne down this deserted way. Dim loiterers pass home with stealthy feet. Now only, sudden at their interval, the lofty chimes awaken and let fall deep thrills of ordered sound, subsiding echoes gradually drowned in a great stillness, that creeps up around and darkly grows profounder over all like a strong frost, hushing a stormy day. But who is this, that by the brazier red encamped in his rude hut, with many a sack about his shoulder spread watches with eyes unshut? The burning brazier flushes his old face, illumining the old thoughts in his eyes. Surely the night doth to her secrecies admit him, and the watching stars attune, ninety-four. To their high patience, who so lightly seems to bear the weight of many thousand dreams, dark hosts around him sleeping numberless, 
He surely hath unbuilt all walls of thought to reach an air-wide wisdom, past access of us, who labor in the noisy noon, the noon that knows him not. For lo, at last the gloom slowly retreats, and swiftly, like an army, comes the day, all bright and loud through the awakened streets sending a cheerful hum. And he has stolen away. Now, with the morning shining round them, come young men, and strip their coats and loose the shirts about their throats, and lightly up their ponderous hammers lift, each in his turn descending swift with triple strokes that answer and begin duly, and quiver in repeated change, marrying the eager echoes that weave in a music clear and strange. But pausing soon, each lays his hammer down and deeply breathing bears his chest, stalwart and brown, to the sunny airs. Laughing one to another, limber hand on limber hip, flushed in a group they stand, and now untired renew their ringing toil. The sun stands high, and ever a fresh throng comes murmuring, but that eddying turmoil. 95. Leaves many a loiterer, prosperous or unfed, on easy or unhappy ways at idle gaze, charmed in the sunshine and the rhythm enthralling, as of unwearied fates, forever young, then on the anvil of necessity from measureless desire and quivering fear with musical sure lifting and downfalling of arm and hammer driven perpetually, beat out in obscure span the fiery destiny of man. Lawrence Binion. 78. Street Lanterns. Country roads are yellow and brown. We mend the roads in London town. Never a handsome dare come nigh, never a cart goes rolling by. An unwanted silence steals in between the turning wheels. Quickly ends the autumn day, and the workman goes his way. Leaving midst the traffic rude, one small isle of solitude. Lit, throughout the lengthy night, by the little lantern's light. 96. Jewels of the dark have we, brighter than the rustics be. Over the dull earth are thrown topaz, and the ruby stone. Mary E. Coleridge. 79. O summer sun. O summer sun, O moving trees. O cheerful human noise, O busy glittering street. What hours shall fate in all the future find, or what delights, ever to equal these, only to taste the warmth, the light, the wind, only to be alive, and feel that life is sweet? Lawrence Binion. 80. London. Athwart the sky a lowly sigh from west to east the sweet wind carried. The sun stood still on Primrose Hill. His light in all the city tarried. The clouds on viewless columns bloomed like smoldering lilies unconsumed. O oh, sweetheart, see, how shadowy, of some occult magician's rearing, or swung in space of heaven's grace dissolving, dimly reappearing, afloat upon ethereal tides St. Paul's above the city rides. 97. A rumor broke through the thin smoke and wreathing abbey, tower, and palace, the parks, the squares, the thoroughfares, the million-peopled lanes and alleys, an ever-muttering prison storm, the heart of London beating warm. John Davidson. 81. November Blue. The golden tint of the electric light seems to give a complementary color to the air in the early evening. Dot. Essay on London. O heavenly color, London town has blurted from her skies, and hooded in an earthly brown, unheaven the city lies. No longer standard like this hue above the broad road flies, nor does the narrow street the blue wear, slender pennon wise. But when the gold and silver lamps color the London dew, and, misted by the winter damps, the shops shine bright anew. Blue comes to earth, it walks the street, it dies the wide air through. A mimic sky about their feet, the throng go crowned with blue. 
Alice Menel. 98. 82. Philomel in London. Not within a granite pass, dim with flowers and soft with grass, nay, but doubly, trebly sweet in a poplared London street, while below my windows go noiseless barges, to and fro, through the night's calm deep. Ah! What breaks the bonds of sleep? No steps on the pavement fall, soundless swings the dark canal. From a church tower out of sight clangs the central hour of night. Hark! The Dorian nightingale. Pan's voice melted to a wail. Such another bird attic tears never heard. Hung above the gloom and stain, London's squalid cope of pain. Pure as starlight, bold as love, honoring our scant poplar grove, that most heavenly voice of earth thrills in passion, grief or mirth, laves our poisoned air life's best song bath crystal fair. While the starry minstrel sings little matters what he brings, be it sorrow, be it pain, let him sing and sing again. 99. Till, with dawn, poor souls rejoice, wakening, once to hear his voice, ere afar he flies, bound for purer woods and skies. Edmund Goss. 83. Enus Mirabilis, 1902. Daylight was down, and up the cool bare heaven the moon, o'er roof and elm, daughter of dusk most wonderful, went mounting to her realm, and night was only half begun round Edward Square in Kensington. A Sabbath calm possessed her face, and even glow her bosom filled. High in her solitary place the huntress heart was stilled. With bow and arrows all laid down she stood and looked on London town. Nay, how can sight of us give rest to that far-traveled heart, or draw the musings of that tranquil breast? I thought, and gazing, saw far up above me, high, oh, high, from south to north a heron fly. Oh, swiftly answered. Yonder flew the wings of freedom and of hope. Little of London town he knew, the far horizon was his scope. One hundred. High up he sails, and sees beneath the glimmering ponds of Hampstead Heath. Hendon, and farther out afield low watermeads are in his ken, and lonely pools by harrow wheeled, and solitudes unloved of men, where he his fisher's spear dips down, little he knows of London town. So small, with all its miles of sin, is London to the grey-winged bird, a cuckoo called at Lincoln's in last April, in Soho was heard the missile thrush with throat of glee, and nightingales at Battersea. Lawrence Houseman. 84. Fleet Street. I never see the news buzz run amid the whirling street, with swift untiring feet, to cry the latest venture done, but I expect one day to hear them cry the crack of doom and risings from the tomb, with great archangel Michael near and see them running from the fleet as messengers of God, with heaven's tidings shod about their brave, unworried feet. Shane Leslie. 101. 86. In the meadows at Mantua. But to have lain upon the grass one perfect day, one perfect hour, beholding all things mortal pass into the quiet of green grass. But to have lain and loved the sun, under the shadow of the trees, to have been found in unison, once only, with the blessed sun. Ah, in these flaring London nights, where midnight withers into morn, how quiet a rebuke it writes across the sky of London nights. Upon the grass at Mancho these London nights were all forgot. They wake for me again, but ah, the meadow grass at Mantua. Arthur Simons. 86. Leisure. What is this life if, full of care, we have no time to stand and stare? No time to stand beneath the boughs and stare as long as sheep or cows. No time to see, 
when woods we pass, where squirrels hide their nuts in grass. 102. No time to see, in broad daylight, streams full of stars, like skies at night. No time to turn at beauty's glance, and watch her feet, how they can dance. No time to wait till her mouth can enrich that smile her eyes began. A poor life this if, full of care, we have no time to stand and stare. William H. Davies. 87. Lying in the grass. Between two russet tufts of summer grass, I watch the world through hot air as through glass, and by my face sweet lights and colors pass. Before me, dark against the fading sky, I watch three moors mowing, as I lie, with brawny arms they sweep in harmony. Brown English faces by the sun burnt red, rich glowing color on bare throat and head, my heart would leap to watch them, were I dead. And in my strong young living as I lie, I seem to move with them in harmony, a fourth is mowing, and that fourth am I. 103. The music of the scythes that glide and leap, the young men whistling as their great arms sweep, and all the perfume and sweet sense of sleep. The weary butterflies that droop their wings, the dreamy nightingale that hardly sings, and all the lassitude of happy things, is mingling with the warm and pulsing blood that gushes through my veins a languid flood, and feeds my spirit as the sap a bud. Behind the moors, on the amber air, a dark green beechwood rises, still and fair, a white path winding up it like a stair. And see that girl, with pitcher on her head, and clean white apron on her gown of red, her even song of love is but half said. She waits the youngest mower. Now he goes. Her cheeks are redder than the wild blush rose. They climb up where the deepest shadows close. But though they pass and vanish, I am there. I watch his rough hands meet beneath her hair. Their broken speech sounds sweet to me like prayer. Ah, now the rosy children come to play, and romp and struggle with the new-mown hay. Their clear high voices sound from far away. 104. They know so little why the world is sad, they dig themselves warm graves and yet are glad. Their muffled screams and laughter make me mad. I long to go and play among them there, unseen, like wind, to take them by the hair and gently make their rosy cheeks more fair. The happy children, full of frank surprise, and sudden whims and innocent ecstasies, what godhead sparkles from their liquid eyes. No wonder round those urns of mingled clays that Tuscan potters fashioned in old days, and colored like the torrid earth ablaze. We find the little gods and loves portrayed through ancient forests wandering undismayed, or gathered, whispering, in some pleasant glade. They knew, as I do now, what keen delight a strong man feels to watch the tender flight of little children playing in his sight. I do not hunger for a well-stored mind. I only wish to live my life, and find my heart in unison with all mankind. My life is like the single dewy star that trembles on the horizon's primrose bar, a microcosm where all things living are. 105. And if, among the noiseless grasses, death should come behind and take away my breath, I should not rise as one who soareth. For I should pass, but all the world would be full of desire and young delight and glee, and why should men be sad through loss of me? The light is dying, in the silver blue the young moon shines from her bright window through, the moors all are gone, and I go too. Edmund Goss. 88. Down by the Sally Gardens. Down by the Sally Gardens my love and I did meet. She passed the Sally Gardens with little snow-white feet. 
She bid me take love easy, as the leaves grow on the tree. But I, being young and foolish, with her would not agree. In a field by the river my love and I did stand, and on my leaning shoulder she laid her snow-white hand. She bid me take life easy, as the grass grows on the weirs. But I was young and foolish, and now I'm full of tears. W. B. Yates. 106. 89. Renaissance. O happy soul, forget thyself. This that has haunted all the past, that conjured disappointments fast, that never could let well alone, that, climbing to achievement's throne, slipped on the last step, this that wove dissatisfaction's clinging net, and ran through life like squandered pelf, this that till now has been thyself forget, O happy soul, forget. If ever thou didst not commence, sets forth in springtide woods to rove, or, when the sun in July throve, didst plunge into calm bay of ocean with fine felicity in motion, or, having climbed some high hill's brow, thy toil behind thee like the night, stewedst in the chill dawn's air intense, commence thus now, thus recommence. Take to the future as to light. Not as a bather on the shore strips of his clothes, glad soul, strip thou, he throws them off, but folds them now, although he for the billows yearns, to weight them down with stones he turns, to mark the spot he scans the shore. Of his return he thinks before. Do thou forget. 107. All that, until this joy franchised thee, tainted thee, stained thee, or disguised thee, for gladness, henceforth without let, be thou a body, naked, fair, and be thy kingdom all the air which the noon fills with light, and be thine actions every one, like to a dawn or set of sun, robed in an ample glory's peace. Since thou hast tasted this great glee whose virtue prophesies in thee that wrong is wholly doomed, is doomed and bound to cease. T. Sturgemore. 90. To Will. H. Low. Youth now flees on feathered foot faint and fainter sounds the flute, rarest songs of gods, and still somewhere on the sunny hill, or along the winding stream, through the willows, flits a dream, flits but shows a smiling face, flees but with so quaint a grace, None can choose to stay at home, all must follow, all must roam. This is unborn beauty, she now in air floats high and free, takes the sun and breaks the blue, late with stooping pinion flew. 108. Raking hedgerow trees, and wet her wing in silver streams, and set shining foot on temple roof, now again she flies aloof, coasting mountain clouds and kissed by the evening's amethyst. In wet wood and miry lane, still we pant and pound in vain. Still with leaden foot we chase waning pinion, fainting face, still with gray hair we stumble on, till, behold, the vision gone. Where hath fleeting beauty led? To the doorway of the dead. Life is over, life was gay, we have come the primrose way. Robert Louis Stevenson. 81. Gaudi Messigitur. Come, no more of grief and dying. Sing the time too swiftly flying. Just an hour youths and flower. Give me roses to remember in the shadow of December. Fie on steeds with leaden paces. Wind shall bear us on our races. Speed, O oh speed, wind, my steed, beat the lightning for your master, yet my fancy shall fly faster. 109. Give me music, give me rapture, youth that's fled can none recapture, not with thought wisdom's bought. Out on pride and scorn and sadness. Give me laughter, give me gladness. Sweetest earth, I love and love thee, seas about thee, skies above thee, 
sun and storms, hues and forms of the clouds with floating shadows on thy mountains and thy meadows. Earth, there's none that can enslave thee, not thy lords it is that have thee, not for gold art thou sold, but thy lovers at their pleasure take thy beauty and thy treasure. While sweet fancies meet me singing, while the April blood is springing in my breast, while a jest in my youth thou yet must leave me, fortune, tis not thou canst grieve me. When at length the grasses cover me, the world's unwearied lover, if regret haunt me yet. 110. It shall be for joys untasted, nature lent and folly wasted. Youth and jest and summer weather, goods that kings and clowns together waste or use as they choose, these, the best, we miss pursuing sullen shades that mock our wooing. Feigning age will not delay it, when the reckoning comes we'll pay it, on our mirth has been worth all the forfeit light or heavy wintry time and fortune levy. Feigning grief will not escape it, what though ne'er so well you ape it, age and care all must share, all alike must pay hereafter, some for sighs and some for laughter. No, ye sons of melancholy, to be young and wise is folly. Tis the weak fear to wreak on this clay of life their fancies, shaping battles, shaping dances. 111. While ye scorn our names unspoken, roses dead and garlands broken, O ye wise, we arise out of failures, dreams, disasters, we arise to be your masters. Margaret L. Woods. 92. O dreamy, gloomy, friendly trees. O dreamy, gloomy, friendly trees, I came along your narrow track to bring my gifts unto your knees and gifts did ye give back. For when I brought this heart that burns, these thoughts that bitterly repine, and laid them here among the ferns and the hum of boughs divine, ye, vastest breathers of the air, shook down with slow and mighty poise your coolness on the human care, your wonder on its toys, your greenness on the heart's despair, your darkness on its noise. Herbert Trench. 93. Idleness. O idleness, too fond of me, begone, I know and hate thee. Nothing canst thou of pleasure see in one that so doth rate thee. 112. For empty are both mind and heart, while thou with me dost linger. More profit would to thee impart a babe that sucks its finger. I know thou hast a better way to spend these hours thou squanderest. Some lad toils in the trough today who groans because thou wanderest. A bleeding sheep he douses now or wrestles with ram's terror. Ah, mid the washing's hubbub, how his sighs reproach thine error. He knows and loves thee, idleness. For when his sheep are browsing, his open eyes enchant and bless a mind divinely drowsing. No slave to sleep, he wills and sees from hillons the brown tillage, green winding lanes and clumps of trees, far town or nearer village. The sea itself, the fishing feet where more thine idle lovers, hearkening to sea muse find thee sweet like him who hears the plovers. Begone, those haul their ropes at sea, these plunge sheep in yon river free, free from toil thy friends, and me from idleness deliver. T. Sturgemore. 113. 84. Youth and Love. To the heart of youth the world is a highway side. Passing forever he fares, and on either hand, deep in the garden's golden pavilions hide, nestle in orchard bloom, and far on the level land call him with lighted lamp in the eventide. Thick as the stars at night when the moon is down, pleasures assail him. He to his nobler fate fares, and but waves a hand as he passes on, cries but a wayside word to her at the garden gate, sings but a boyish stave and his face is gone. Robert Louis Stevenson 95. 
The Precept of Silence I know you, solitary griefs, desolate passions, aching hours. I know you, tremulous beliefs, agonized hopes, and ashen flowers. The winds are sometimes sad to me, the starry spaces, full of fear. Mine is the sorrow on the sea, and mine the sigh of places drear. Some players upon plaintive strings publish their wistfulness abroad. I have not spoken of these things, save to one man, and unto God. Lionel Johnson 114 96 If this were faith. God, if this were enough, that I see things bare to the buff and up to the buttocks and mire, that I ask nor hope nor higher, not in the husk, nor dawn beyond the dusk, nor life beyond death. God, if this were faith? Having felt thy wind in my face spit sorrow and disgrace, having seen thine evil doom in Golgotha and Khartoum, and the brutes, the work of thine hands, fill with injustice lands and stain with blood the sea, if still in my veins the glee of the black night and the sun and the lost battle, run, if, an adept, the iniquitous lists I still accept with joy, and joy to endure and be withstood, and still to battle and perish for a dream of good God. If that were enough? If to feel, in the ink of the slough, and the sink of the mire, veins of glory and fire run through and transpierce and transpire, and a secret purpose of glory in every part. 115. And the answering glory of battle fill my heart, to thrill with the joy of girded men, to go on forever and fail and go on again, and be mauled to the earth and arise, and contend for the shade of a word and a thing not seen with the eyes, with the half of a broken hope for a pillow at night that somehow the right is the right and the smooth shall bloom from the rough. Lord, if that were enough? Robert Louis Stevenson 97. Vitae Lampeda There's a breathless hush in the close tonight, ten to make and the match to win, a bumping pitch and a blinding light, an hour to play and the last man in. And it's not for the sake of a ribbon coat, or the selfish hope of a season's fame, but his captain's hand on his shoulder smote. Play up! Play up! And play the game! The sand of the desert is sodden red, red with the wreck of a square that broke the gatlings jammed and the colonel dead, and the regiment blind with dust and smoke. The river of death has brimmed his banks, and England's far, and honor a name, but the voice of a schoolboy rallies the ranks. Play up! Play up! And play the game! 116. This is the word that year by year, while in her place the school is set, every one of her sons must hear, and none that hears it dare forget. This they all with a joyful mind bear through life like a torch and flame, and falling fling to the host behind. Play up! Play up! And play the game! Henry Newbolt. 98. Laugh and be merry. Laugh and be merry, remember, better the world with a song, better the world with a blow in the teeth of a wrong. Laugh, for the time is brief, a thread the length of a span laugh, and be proud to belong to the old proud pageant of man. Laugh and be merry, remember, in olden time, God made heaven and earth for joy he took in a rhyme, made them, and filled them full with the strong red wine of his mirth, the splendid joy of the stars, the joy of the earth. So we must laugh and drink from the deep blue cup of the sky, join the jubilant song of the great stars sweeping by, laugh, and battle, and work, and drink of the wine outpoured in the dear green earth, the sign of the joy of the Lord. 117. Laugh and be merry together, like brothers akin, guesting a while in the rooms of a beautiful inn, 
glad till the dancing stops, and the lilt of the music ends. Laugh till the game is played, and be you merry, my friends. John Macefield. 99. Roundabouts and Swings. It was early last September night to Framlin Amonsi, and twas fair day come tomorrow, and the time was after tea, and I met a painted caravan adown a dusty lane, a pharaoh with his wagons come in jolt and creak and strain, a cheery cove in sunburnt, bold o' eye and wrinkled up, and beside him on the splash board sat a brindled terrier pup, and a lurcher wise as Solomon and lean as fiddle strings was jogging in the dust along his roundabouts and swings. Good day, said he. Good day, said I. And how'd you find things go? And what's the chance o' oh, millions when you runs a travelin' show? One hundred and eighteen. I find, said he, things very much as how I've always found, for mostly they goes up and down or else goes round and round, said he. The job's the very spit o' oh, what it always were. It's bread and bacon mostly when the dog don't catch r. But lookin' at it broad, and while it ain't no merchant kings, What's lost upon the roundabouts we pulls up on the swings? Good luck, said he. Good luck, said I. You've put it past a doubt, and keep that lurcher on the road, the gamekeepers is out. He thumped upon the footboard and he lumbered on again to meet a gold dust sunset down the alight in the lane, and the moon she climbed the azels, while a nightjar seemed to spin that pharaoh's wisdom o'er again, is sooth of Luzanwin. Four. Up and down and round, said he. Goes all appointed things, and losses on the roundabouts means profits on the swings. Patrick R. Chalmers. 119. 100. The Lark Ascending. He rises and begins to round, he drops the silver chain of sound, of many links without a break, in trip, whistle, slur and shake, all intervolved and spreading wide, like water dimples down a tide where ripple ripple overcurls and eddy into eddy whirls, a press of hurried notes, that runs so fleet they scarce are more than one, yet changingly the trills repeat and linger ringing while they fleet, sweet to the quick o' the ear, and dear to her beyond the handmaid ear, who sits beside our inner springs, too often dry for this he brings, which seems the very jet of earth at sight of sun, her music's mirth, as up he wings the spiral stair, a song of light, and pierces air with fountain ardor, fountain play, to reach the shining tops of day, and drink and everything discerned in ecstasy to music turned, impelled by what his happy build disperses, drinking, showering still, unthinking save that he may give his voice the outlet, there to live renewed in endless notes of glee, so. Thirsty of his voice is he. 120. For all to hear and all to know that he is joy, awake, aglow, the tumult of the heart to hear through pureness filtered crystal clear and know the pleasure sprinkled bright by simple singing of delight, shrill, irreflective, unrestrained, rapt, ringing, on the jet sustained without a break, without a fall, sweet silvery, sheer lyrical, perennial, quavering up the chord like myriad dews of sunny sward that trembling into fullness shine, and sparkle dropping argentine, such wooing as the ear, receives from zephyr caught in choric leaves of aspens when their chattering net is flushed to white with shivers wet, and such the water spirits chime on mountain heights in morning's prime, too freshly sweet to seem excess, too animate to need a stress. But wider over many heads the starry voice ascending spreads, awakening, as it waxes thin, the best in us to him akin, and every face, to watch him raised, puts on the light of children praised. So rich our human pleasure ripes when sweetness. On sincereness pipes, 
though not be promised from the seas. 121. But only a soft ruffling breeze sweep glittering on a still content, serenity and ravishment. For singing till his heaven fills, tis love of earth that he instills, and ever winging up and up, our valley is his golden cup, and he the wine which overflows to lift us with him as he goes, the woods and brooks, the sheep and kine, he is, the hills, the human line, the meadows green, the fallows brown, the dreams of labor in the town, he sings the sap, the quickened veins, the wedding song of sun and rains he is, the dance of children, thanks of sours, shout of primrose banks, and eye of violets while they breathe, all these the circling song will wreathe, and you shall hear the herb and tree, the better heart of men shall see, shall feel celestially, as long as you crave nothing save the song. Was never voice of ours could say our inmost in the sweetest way, like yonder voice aloft, and link all hearers in the song they drink. Our wisdom speaks from failing blood, our passion is too full in flood. 122. We want the key of his wild note of truthful in a tuneful throat, the song seraphically free of taint of personality, so pure that it salutes the sun's the voice of one for millions, in whom the millions rejoice for giving their one spirit voice. Yet men have we, whom we revere, now names, and men still housing here, whose lives, by many a battle dint defaced, and grinding wheels on flint, yield substance, though they sing not, sweet for song our highest heaven to greet, whom heavenly singing gives us new, and spheres them brilliant in our blue, from firmest base to farthest leap, because their love of earth is deep, and they are warriors in accord with life to serve, and pass reward, so touching purest, and so heard in the brain's reflex. Of yon bird, wherefore their soul in me or mine, through self-forgetfulness divine, in them, that song aloft maintains to fill the sky and thrill the plains with showerings drawn from human stores, as he to silence nearer soars, extends the world that wings and dome, more spacious making more our home. 123. Till lost on aerial rings in light, and then the fancy sings. George Meredith. 101. Into the Twilight. Outworn heart, in a time outworn, come clear of the nets of wrong and right. Laugh, heart, again in the gray twilight. Sigh, heart, again in the dew of the morn. Your mother era is always young, do ever shining in twilight gray, though hope fall from you and love decay burning in fires of a slanderous tongue. Come, heart, where hill is heat upon hill, for there the mystical brotherhood of sun and moon and hollow and wood and river and stream work out their will and God stands winding his lonely horn, and time and the world are ever in flight, and love is less kind than the gray twilight, and hope is less dear than the dew of the morn. W. B. Yeats. 102. By a beer side. This is a sacred city built of marvelous earth. Life was lived nobly here to give such beauty birth. 124. Beauty was in this brain and in this eager hand, Death is so blind and dumb death does not understand. Death drifts the brain with dust and soils the young limb's glory. Death makes justice a dream and strength a traveler's story. Death drives the lovely soul to wander under the sky. Death opens unknown doors. It is most grand to die. John Macefield 103. Tis but a week. Tis but a week since down the glen the trampling horses came half a hundred fighting men with all their spears aflame. They laughed and clattered as they went, and round about their way the blackbirds sang with one consent in the green leaves of May. 
Never again shall I see them pass. They'll come victorious never. Their spears are withered all as grass. Their laughters lay forever. And where they clattered as they went, and where their hearts were gay, the blackbirds sing with one consent in the green leaves of May. Gerald Gould. 125. 104. I love all beauteous things. I love all beauteous things. I seek and adore them. God hath no better praise, and man in his hasty days is honored for them. I too will something make and joy in the making, although tomorrow it seem like the empty words of a dream remembered on waking. Robert Bridges. 105. All flesh. I do not need disguise pomp when I would be wise, for pleasance nor to use heaven's champagne when I muse. One grass blade in its veins wisdom's whole flood contains. Thereon my foundering mind Odyssean fate can find. O little blade, now vaunt thee, and be arrogant. Tell the proud sun that he sweated in shaping thee. Night, that she did unvest her moon and argent breast to suckle thee. Heaven fain. 126. Yearned over thee in rain, and with wide parent wings shadowed thee, nested thing, fed thee, and slaved for thy impotent tyranny. Nature's broad thews bent meek for thy content. Mastering littleness which the wise heavens confess, the frailty which doth draw magnipotence to its law, these were, O happy one, these thy laughing puissances. Be confident of thought, seeing that thou art not, and be thy pride thou art he all delectably safe and small. Epitomized in thee was the mystery which shakes the spheres conjoint, God focused to a point. All thy fine mouths shout scorn upon dull-eyed doubt. Impenetrable fool is he thou canst not school to the humility by which the angels see. Unfathomably framed sister, I am not shamed. 127. Before the cherubim to vaunt my flesh thy kin. My one hand thine, and one imprisoned in God's own, I am as God, alas, and such a God of grass. A little root clay caught, a wind, a flame, a thought, inestimably not. Francis Thompson. 106. To a snowflake. What heart could have thought you, past our devy cell, O filigree petal, fashioned so purely, fragilely, surely, from what paradisal imagilous metal, too costly for cost? Who hammered you, wrought you, from Argentine vapor? God was my shaper. Passing surmisal, he hammered, he wrought me, from curled silver vapor, to lust of his mind, thou couldst not have thought me. So purely, so palely, Tinily, surely, mightily, frailly. 128. In sculpt and embossed, with his hammer of wind, and his graver of frost. Francis Thompson. 107. To a daisy. Slight as thou art, thou art enough to hide, like all created things, secrets from me, and stand a barrier to eternity. And I, how can I praise thee well and wide? From where I dwell, upon the hither side. Thou little veil for so great mystery, when shall I penetrate all things in thee, and then look back? For this I must abide, till thou shalt grow and fold and be unfurled literally between me and the world. Then I shall drink from in beneath a spring, and from a poet's side shall read his book. O daisy mine, what will it be to look from God's side even of such a simple thing? Alice Menel. 108. Lucifer in Starlight. On a starred night Prince Lucifer uprose. Tired of his dark dominion swung the fiend above the rolling ball and cloud part screened, where sinners hugged their specter of repose. 
129. Per prey to his hot fit of pride were those. And now upon his western wing he leaned, now his huge bulk o'er Afric's sands careened, now the black planet shadowed arctic snows. Soaring through wider zones that pricked his scars with memory of the old revolt from awe, he reached a middle height, and at the stars, which are the brain of heaven, he looked, and sank. Around the ancient track marched rank on rank, the army of unalterable law. George Meredith. 109. The Celestial Surgeon. If I have faltered more or less in my great task of happiness, if I have moved among my race and shown no glorious morning face, if beams from happy human eyes have moved me not, if morning skies, books, and my food, and summer rain knocked on my sullen heart in vain, Lord, thy most pointed pleasure take and stab my spirit broad awake, or, Lord, if too obdurate I, choose thou, before that spirit die, a piercing pain, a killing sin and to my dead heart run them in. Robert Louis Stevenson. 130. 110. The Kingdom of God. In no strange land. O world invisible, we view thee, O world intangible, we touch thee, O world unknowable, we know thee, inapprehensible, we clutch thee. Does the fish soar to find the ocean, the eagle plunge to find the air, that we ask of the stars in motion if they have rumor of thee there? Not where the wheeling systems darken, and our benumbed conceiving soars, the drift of pinions, where we hearken, beats at our own clay-shuttered doors. The angels keep their ancient places, turn but a stone, and start a wing. Tis ye, tis your estranged faces, that miss the many splendid thing. But when so sad thou canst not sadder cry, and upon thy so sore loss shall shine the traffic of Jacob's ladder pitched betwixt heaven and Charing Cross. Yea, in the night, my soul, my daughter, cry, clinging heaven by the hems, and lo, Christ walking on the water not of Genesareth, but Thames. Francis Thompson. 131. 111. The Lady Poverty. The Lady Poverty was fair, but she has lost her looks of late, with change of times and change of air. Ah, slattern! She neglects her hair, her gown, her shoes, she keeps no state as once when her pure feet were bare. Or almost worse, if worse can be, she scolds in parlors, dusts and trims, watches and counts. Oh, is this she whom Francis met, whose step was free, who with obedience caroled hymns, in Umbria walked with chastity? Where is her ladyhood? Not here, not among modern kinds of men, but in the stony fields, where clear through the thin trees the skies appear, in delicate spare soil and fen, and slender landscape and austere. Alice Menel. 112. Courtesy. Of courtesy it is much less than courage of heart or holiness, yet in my walks it seems to me that the grace of God is in courtesy. On monks I did in Storrington fall, they took me straight into their hall. I saw three pictures on a wall, and courtesy was in them all. 132. The first the Annunciation, the second the Visitation, the third the Consolation, of God that was Our Lady's Son. The first was of St. Gabriel, on wings a flame from heaven he fell, and as he went upon one knee he shone with heavenly courtesy. Our Lady out of Nazareth rode, it was her month of heavy load, yet was her face both great and kind, for courtesy was in her mind. The third, it was our little Lord, whom all the kings in arms adored, he was so small you could not see his large intent of courtesy. Our Lord, that was Our Lady's Son, go bless you, people, one by one 
My rhyme is written, my work is done. Hilaire Belloc. 113. Montserrat. Peace waits among the hills. I have drunk peace, here, where the blue air fills the great cup of the hills, and fills with peace. 133. Between the earth and sky, I have seen the earth like a dark cloud go by, and fade out of the sky, there was no more earth. Here, where the holy growl brought secret light once, from beyond the veil, I, seeing no holy growl, see divine light. Light fills the hills with God, wind with his breath, and here, in his abode, light, wind, and air praise God, and this poor breath. Arthur Simons 114. Prayers God who created me nimble and light of limb, in three elements free, to run, to ride, to swim, not when the sense is dim, but now from the heart of joy, I would remember him, take the thanks of a boy. Yezu, King and Lord, whose are my foes to fight? 134. Gird me with thy sword, swift and sharp and bright. Be what I serve if I might, and conquer if I can, from day dawn till night, take the strength of a man. Spirit of love and truth, breathing in grosser clay, the light and flame of youth, delight of men in the fray, wisdom and strength's decay, from pain, strife, wrong to be free, this best gift I pray, take my spirit to thee. Henry Charles Beeching 115. The Shepherdess She walks, the lady of my delight, a shepherdess of sheep. Her flocks are thoughts. She keeps them white, she guards them from the steep. She feeds them on the fragrant height, and folds them in for sleep. She roams maternal hills and bright, dark valleys safe and deep. Into that tender breast at night the chastest stars may peep. She walks, the lady of my delight, a shepherdess of sheep. 135. She holds her little thoughts in sight, though gay they run and leap. She is so circumspect and right, she has her soul to keep. She walks, the lady of my delight. A Shepherdess of Sheep. Alice Menel. 116. Gibberish. Many a flower have I seen blossom, many a bird for me will sing. Never heard I so sweet a singer, never saw I so fair a thing. She is a bird, a bird that blossoms, she is a flower, a flower that sings. And I a flower when I behold her, and when I hear her, I have wings. Mary E. Coleridge. 117. Martha. Once, once upon a time, over and over again, Martha would tell us her stories in the hazel glen. Hers were those clear gray eyes you watch, and the story seems told by their beautifulness tranquil as dreams. 136. She'd sit with her two slim hands clasped round her bended knees, while we on our elbows lolled and stared at ease. Her voice and her narrow chin, her grave small lovely head, seemed half the meaning of the words she said. Once, once upon a time, like a dream you dream in the night, fairies and gnomes stole out in the leaf-green light. And her beauty far away would fade, as her voice ran on, till hazel and summer sun and all were gone. All fordone and forgot, and like clouds in the height of the sky, our hearts stood still in the hush of an age gone by. Walter de la Mare. 118. A Friend. All, that he came to give, he gave, and went again. I have seen one man live, I have seen one man reign, with all the graces in his train. 137. As one of us, he wrought things of the common hour, whence was the charmed soul brought, 
that gave each act such power, the natural beauty of a flower? Magnificence and grace, excellent courtesy, a brightness on the face, airs of high memory, whence came all these, to such as he? Like young Shakespearean kings, he won the adoring throng, and, as Apollo sings, he triumphed with a song, triumphed, and sang, and passed along. With a light word, he took the hearts of men in thrall, and, with a golden look, welcomed them, at his call giving their love, their strength, their all. No man less proud than he, nor cared for homage less. Only, he could not be far off from happiness. Nature was bound to his success. 138. Weary the cares, the jars, the lets of every day, but the heavens filled with stars, chanced he upon the way, and where he stayed, all joy would stay. Now, when sad night draws down, when the austere stars burn, roaming the vast live town, my thoughts and memories yearn toward him, who never will return. Yet have I seen him live, and own my friend, a king, all that he came to give he gave, and I, who sing his praise, bring all I have to bring. Lionel Johnson. 118. Twilight. Twilight it is, and the far woods are dim, and the rooks cry and call. Down in the valley the lamps, and the mist, and a star over all, there by the rick, where they thresh, is the drone at an end. Twilight it is, and I travel the road with my friend. I think of the friends who are dead, who were dear long ago in the past, beautiful friends who are dead, though I know that death cannot last. 139. Friends with the beautiful eyes that the dust has defiled, beautiful souls who were gentle when I was a child. John Macefield. 120. On the death of Arnold Toynbee. Goodbye. No tears nor cries are fitting here, and long lament were vain. Only the last low words be softly said, and the last greeting given above the dead. For a soul more pure and beautiful our eyes never shall see again. Alas! What help is it, what consolation in this heavy chance, that to the blameless life so soon laid low this was the end appointed long ago, this the allotted space, the measure fit of endless ordinance. Thus were the ancient days made like our own monotonous with grief. From unassuaged lips even thus hath flown perpetually the immemorial moan of those that weeping went on desolate ways, nor found in tears relief. For faces yet grow pale, tears rise at fortune and true hearts take fire in all who hear, with quickening pulses stroke, that cry that from the infinite people broke, when third among them Helen led the wail at Hector's funeral pyre. 140. And by the Latin beach at rise of dawn such piteous tears were shed, when Troy and Arcady in long array followed the princely body on its way, and Lord Aeneas spoke the last sad speech above young Pallas dead. Even in this English clime the same sweet cry no circling seas can drown. In melancholy cadence rose to swell some dirge of Lycidas or Astrophel when lovely souls and pure before their time into the dusk went down. These earth, the bounteous nurse, hath long ago lapped in deep peace divine. Lips that made musical their old world woe themselves have gone to silence long ago, and left a weaker voice and wearier verse, O royal soul, for thine. Beyond our life how far soars his new life through radiant orb and zone, while we in impotency of the night walk dumbly and the path is hard, and light fails, and for sun and moon the single star honor is left alone. The star that knows no set, but circles ever with a fixed desire, watching Orion's armor all of gold, watching and wearying not, till pale and cold dawn breaks, 
and the first shafts of morning fret the east with lines of fire. 141. But on the broad low plain when night is clear and windy, with hard frost, such as had once the morning in their eyes, watching and wearying, gaze upon the skies, and cannot see that star for their great pain because the sun is lost. Alas, how all our love is scanned at best to fill so ample room. Image and influence fall too fast away, and fading memory cries at dusk of day deemst thou the dust wrecks out at all thereof, the ghost within the tomb? For even o'er lives like his the slumbrous river washes soft and slow, the lapping water rises wearily, numbing the nerve and will to sleep, and we before the goal and crown of mysteries fall back, and dare not know. Only at times we know, in gyres convolved and luminous orbits world the soul beyond her knowing seems to sweep out of the deep fire-winged, into the deep, as two, who loved each other here below better than all the world, yet ever held apart, and never knew their own heart's deepest things, after long lapse of periods, wandering far beyond the pathways of the furthest star, into communicable space might dart with tremor of thunderous wings. 142. Across the void might call each unto each past worlds that raced and ran, and flashed through galaxies and clasp and kiss in some slant chasm an infinite abyss far in the faint sidereal interval between the lyre and swan. J. W. Mackhale. 121. Estrangement. So, without overt breach, we fall apart, tacitly sunder, either you nor I conscious of one intelligible why, and both, from severance, winning equal smart. So, with resigned and acquiescent heart, we knew your name on some chance lip may lie. I seem to see an alien shade pass by, a spirit wherein I have no lot or part. Thus may a captive, in some fortress grim, from casual speech betwixt his warders, learn that June on her triumphant progress goes through arched and bannered woodlands, while for him she is a legend emptied of concern, and idle is the rumor of the rose. William Watson 122. Fatherhood A kiss, a word of thanks, away they're gone and you forsaken learn the blessedness of giving, they, so nature bids, forget, nor turn to where you sit, and watch, and yearn. 143. And you, so nature bids, will go through fire and water for their sake, rise early, late take rest, to sow their wealth, and lie all night awake if but their little finger ache. The storied prince with wondrous hair which stole men's hearts and wrought his bale, rebelling, since he had no heir, built him a pillar in the vale, Absalom's, lest his name should fail. It fails not, though the pillar lies in dust, because the outraged one, his father, with strong agonies cried it until the day was done. O oh, Absalom, my son, my son! So nature bade, or might it be God, who in jury once, they say, cried with a great cry. Come to me, children, who still held on their way, though he spread out his hands all day. Henry Charles Beeching 123. Daisy. Where the thistle lifts a purple crown six foot out of the turf, and the harebell shakes on the windy hill, oh the breath of the distant surf. 144. The hills look over on the south, and southward dreams the sea, and with the sea breeze hand in hand came innocence and she. Where mid the gorse the raspberry red for the gatherer springs, two children did we stray and talk wise, idle, childish things. She listened with big-lipped surprise, breast-deep mid flower and spine. Her skin was like a grape, whose veins run snow instead of wine. 
She knew not those sweet words she spake, nor knew her own sweet way. But there's never a bird, so sweet a song thronged in whose throat that day. Oh, there were flowers in Storrington on the turf and on the spray. But the sweetest flower on Sussex hills was the daisy flower that day. Her beauty smoothed earth's furrowed face. She gave me tokens three, a look, a word of her winsome mouth, and a wild raspberry. A berry red, a guileless look, a still word, strings of sand. And yet they made my wild, wild heart fly down to her little hand. 145. For standing artless as the air, and candid as the skies, she took the berries with her hand, and the love with her sweet eyes. The fairest things have fleetest end, their scent survives their close. But the rose's scent is bitterness to him that loved the rose. She looked a little wistfully, then went her sunshine way. The sea's eye had a mist on it, and the leaves fell from the day. She went her unremembering way. She went and left in me the pang of all the partings gone, and partings yet to be. She left me marveling why my soul was sad that she was glad, at all the sadness and the sweet, the sweetness and the sad. Still, still I seem to see her, still look up with soft replies, and take the berries with her hand, and the love with her lovely eyes. 146. Nothing begins, and nothing ends, that is not paid with moan, for we are born in others' pain, and perish in our own. Francis Thompson. 124. A Cradle Song. O men from the fields, come gently within. Tread softly, softly, O men coming in. Mavurnin is going from me and from you, where Mary will fold him with mantle of blue. From reek of the smoke and cold of the floor, and the peering of things across the half-door. O men from the fields, soft, softly come through. Mary puts round him her mantle of blue. Poric column. 136. On a dead child. Perfect little body, without fault or stain on thee, with promise of strength and manhood full and fair. 147. Though cold and stark and bare, the bloom and the charm of life doth a while remain on thee. Thy mother's treasure wert thou, alas, no longer to visit her heart with wondrous joy, to be thy father's pride. Ah, he must gather his faith together, and his strength make stronger. To me, as I move thee now in the last duty, dost thou with a turn or gesture anon respond, startling my fancy fond with a chance attitude of the head, a freak of beauty. Thy hand clasps, as t'was wont, my finger, and holds it, but the grasp is the clasp of death, heartbreaking and stiff, yet feels to my hand as if t'was still thy will, thy pleasure and trust that enfolds it. So I lay thee there, thy sunken eyelids closing, go, lie thou there in thy coffin, thy last little bed, propping thy wise, sad head, thy firm, pale hands across thy chest disposing. So quiet. Doth the change content thee? Death, whither hath he taken thee? To a world, do I think, that writes the disaster of this? 148. The vision of which I miss, who weep for the body, and wish but to warm thee and awaken thee. Ah, little at best can all our hopes avail us to lift this sorrow, or cheer us, when in the dark, unwilling, alone we embark, and the things we have seen and have known and have heard of fail us. Robert Bridges 126. I never shall love the snow again. I never shall love the snow again since Maurice died. With cornice drift it blocked the lane, and sheeted in a desolate plain the countryside. 
the trees with silvery rime bedight their branches bare. By day no sun appeared, by night the hidden moon shed thievish light in the misty air. We fed the birds that flew around in flocks to be fed, no shelter in holly or brake they found, the speckled thrush on the frozen ground lay frozen and dead. 149. We skated on stream and pond, we cut the crinching snow to Doric temple or arctic hut, we laughed and sang at nightfall, shut by the fireside glow. Yet grudged we our keen delights before Maurice should come. We said, Indoor or out of door we shall love life for a month or more, when he is home. They brought him home. Twas two days late for Christmas Day, wrapped in white, in solemn state, a flower in his hand, all still and straight our Maurice lay. And two days ere the year out gave we laid him low. The best of us truly were not brave, when we laid Maurice down in his grave under the snow. Robert Bridges. 127. To my godchild. Francis M. W. M. This laboring, vast, Tellurian galleon, riding at anchor off the Orient sun, had broken its cable, and stood out to space down some frore arctic of the aerial ways. 150. And now, back warping from the inclement main, its vaporous shroudage drenched with icy rain, it swung into its azure roads again, when, floated on the prosperous sun-gale, you lit, a white halcyon auspice, mid our frozen crew. To the sun, stranger, surely you belong, giver of golden days and golden song, nor is it by an all-unhappy plan you bear the name of me, his constant Magian. Yet, ah, from any other that it came, less fated to my fate you be, as to my name. When at the first those tidings did they bring, my heart turned troubled at the ominous thing, though well may such a title him endower, for whom a poet's prayer implores a poet's power. The Assisian, who kept plighted faith to three, to song, to sanctitude, and poverty, and two alone of whom most singers prove a fatal faithfulness of during love, he the sweet sails, of whom we scarcely ken how God he could love more, he so loved men, the crown and crown of Laura and Italy, and Fletcher's fellow, from these, and not from me, take you your name, and take your legacy. Or if a right successive you declare when worms, for ivies, intertwine my hair, take but this poesy that now followeth my clay best with sullen servile breath, made then your happy freedman by testating death. 151. My song I do but hold for you in trust, I ask you but to blossom from my dust. When you have compassed all week I began, diviner poet, and ah, diviner man, the man at feud with the perduring child in you before songs alter nobly reconciled, from the wise heavens I half shall smile to see how little a world, which owned you, needed me. If, while you keep the vigils of the night, for your wild tears make darkness all too bright, some lone orb through your lonely window peeps, as it played lover over your sweet sleeps, think it a golden crevice in the sky which I have pierced but to behold you by. And when, immortal mortal, droops your head, and you, the child of deathless song, are dead, then, as you search with unaccustomed glance the ranks of paradise for my countenance, turn not your tread along the Uranian sod among the bearded counselors of God, for if in Eden as on earth are we, I sure shall keep a younger company, pass where beneath their ranged gonfalons the starry cohorts shake their shielded sons the dreadful mass of their enriched spears, pass where majestical the eternal. Peers, the stately choice of the great Saint Dom, meet, a sylvan segregation, globed complete in sandaled shadow of the triune feet, pass by where wait, 
Young Poet Wayfarer. 152. Your Cousine Clusters, emulous to share with you the roseal lightnings burning mid their hair, past the crystalline sea, the lamp adds seven, look for me in the nurseries of heaven. Francis Thompson. 128. When June is come. When June is come, then all the day I'll sit with my love in the scented hay, and watch the sun-shot palaces high, that the white clouds build in the breezy sky. She singeth, and I do make her a song, and read sweet poems the whole day long, unseen as we lie in our hay-built home. Oh, life is delight when June is come. Robert Bridges. 129. In Misty Blue. In misty blue the lark is heard above the silent homes of men, the bright-eyed thrush, the little wren, the yellow-billed sweet-voiced blackbird mid sallow blossoms blonde as curd or silver oak boughs, caroling with happy throat from tree to tree, singing to light this morn of spring that sang my dear love home to me. 153. Be starry, buds of clustered white, around the dark waves of her hair. The young fresh glory you prepare is like my ever-fresh delight when she comes shining on my sight with meeting eyes, with such a cheek as colors fair like flushing tips of shoots, and music ere she speak lies in the wonder of her lips. Airs of the morning, breathe about keen faint scents of the wildwood side from thickets where primroses hide mid the brown leaves of winter's rout. Chestnut and willow, beacon out for joy of her, from far and nigh, your English green on English hills, above her head, song quivering sky, and at her feet, the daffodils. Because she breathed, the world was more, and breath a finer soul to use, and life held lovelier hopes to choose. But oh, today my heart brims o'er, earth glows as from a kindled core, like shadows of diviner things are hill and cloud and flower and tree, a splendor that is hers and springs, the day my love came home to me. Lawrence Binion. 154. 130. In fountain court. The fountain murmuring of sleep, a drowsy tune, the flickering green of leaves that keep the light of June, peace, through a slumbering afternoon, the peace of June. Awaiting ghosts, in the blue sky, the white curved moon, June, hushed and breathless, waits, and I wait, too, with June, come through the lingering afternoon, soon, love, come soon. Arthur Simons. 131. The Praise of Dust. What a vile dust, the preacher said. Methought the whole world woke, the dead stone lived beneath my foot, and my whole body spoke. You that play tyrant to the dust, and stamp its wrinkled face, this patient star that flings you not far into homeless space. Come down out of your dusty shrine the living dust to see, the flowers that at your sermon's end stand blazing silently. 155. Rich white and blood-red blossom, stones, Lichens like fire and crust, a gleam of blue, a glare of gold, the vision of the dust. Pass them all by, till, as you come where, at a city's edge, under a tree, I know it well, under a lattice ledge. The sunshine falls on one brown head. You, too, O cold of clay eater of stones, may haply hear the trumpets of that day, when God to all his paladins by his own splendor swore to make a fairer face than heaven of dust and nothing more. G. K. Chesterton. 132. Awake, my heart, to be loved. Awake, my heart, to be loved. Awake, awake. The darkness silvers away, the morn doth break, it leaps in the sky, unrisen lusters slake the o'ertaken moon. Awake, O heart, awake. 
She too that loveth awaketh and hopes for thee. Her eyes already have sped the shades that flee. 156. Already they watch the path thy feet shall take. Awake, O heart, to be loved, awake, awake. And if thou tarry from her, if this could be, she cometh herself, O heart, to be loved, to thee. For thee would unashamed herself forsake. Awake to be loved, my heart, awake, awake, awake. The land is scattered with light, and see, uncanopied sleep is flying from field and tree, and blossoming boughs of April in laughter shake. Awake, O heart, to be loved, awake, awake. Lo, all things wake and tarry and look for thee, she looketh and saith, O son, now bring him to me. Come more adored, O adored, for his coming's sake, and awake my heart to be loved, awake, awake. Robert Bridges 133. Ed wishes for the cloths of heaven. Had I the heavens embroidered cloths, inwrought with golden and silver light, the blue and the dim and the dark cloths of night and light and the half-light, I would spread the cloths under your feet. But I, being poor, have only my dreams. I have spread my dreams under your feet. Tread softly because you tread on my dreams. W. B. Yates 157 134. Beauty. I have seen dawn and sunset on moors and windy hills coming in solemn beauty like slow old tunes of Spain. I have seen the Lady April bringing the daffodils, bringing the springing grass and the soft warm April rain. I have heard the song of the blossoms and the old chant of the sea, and seen strange lands from under the arch white sails of ships. But the loveliest things of beauty God ever has showed to me are her voice, and her hair, and eyes, and the dear red curve of her lips. John Macefield 135. My Wife Trusty, dusky, vivid, true, with eyes of gold and bramble dew, steel true and blade straight, the great artificer made my mate. Honor, anger, valor, fire, a love that life could never tire, death quench or evil stir, the mighty master gave to her. 158. Teacher, tender, comrade, wife, a fellow fairer true through life, heart whole and soul free the august father gave to me. Robert Louis Stevenson. 138. From. Love in the Valley. Shy as the squirrel and wayward as the swallow, swift as the swallow along the river's light circling the surface to meet his mirrored winglets, fleeter she seems in her stay than in her flight. Shy as the squirrel that leaps among the pine tops, wayward as the swallow overhead at set of sun, she whom my love is hard to catch and conquer, hard, but oh the glory of the winning where she won. Heartless she is as the shadow in the meadows flying to the hills on a blue and breezy noon. No, she is a thirst and drinking up her wonder, earth to her as young as the slip of the new moon. Deals she in unkindness, tis but her rapid measure, even as in a dance, and her smile can heal no less, like the swinging may-cloud that pelts the flowers with hailstones off a sunny border. She was made to bruise and bless. Stepping down the hill with her fair companions, arm in arm, all against the rain west. 159. Boldly she sings, to the merry tune she marches, brave is her shape, and sweeter unpossessed. Sweeter, for she is what my heart first awaking whispered the world was. Morning light is she. Love that so desires would fain keep her changeless. Fain would fling the net, and fain have her free. Happy, Happy time, when the white star hovers low over dim fields fresh with bloomy dew, near the face of dawn, that draws athwart the darkness, threading it with color, like you berries the you. 
thicker crowd the shades as the grave east deepens, glowing, and with crimson a long cloud swells. Maiden still the morn is, and strange she is, and secret, strange her eyes, her cheeks are cold as cold seashells. Peering at her chamber the white crowns the red rose, jasmine winds the porch with stars two and three. Parted is the window, she sleeps, the starry jasmine breathes a falling breath that carries thoughts of me. Sweeter unpossessed, have I said of her my sweetest? Not while she sleeps, while she sleeps the jasmine breathes, luring her to love, she sleeps, the starry jasmine bears me to her pillow under white rose wreaths. George Meredith 160 137 To the Beloved Oh, not more subtly silence strays amongst the winds, between the voices, mingling alike with pensive lays, and with the music that rejoices, than thou art present in my days. My silence, life returns to thee in all the pauses of her breath, hush back to rest the melody that out of thee awakeneth, and now wake ever, wake for me. Thou art like silence all unvexed, the wild words part my soul from thee. Thou art like silence unperplexed, a secret and a mystery between one footfall and the next. Most dear pause in a mellow lay. Thou art enwoven with every air. With thee the wildest tempests play, and snatches of thee everywhere make little heavens throughout a day. Darkness and solitude shine for me. For life's fair outward part are rife the silver noises. Let them be. It is the very soul of life listens for thee, listens for thee. 161. O pause between the sobs of cares, O thought within all thought that is, trance between laughters unawares, thou art the shape of melodies, and now the ecstasy of prayers. Alice Menel. 138. When you are old. When you are old and gray and full of sleep, and nodding by the fire, take down this book, and slowly read, and dream of the soft look your eyes had once, and of their shadows deep. How many loved your moments of glad grace, and loved your beauty with love false or true, but one man loved the pilgrim soul in you, and loved the sorrows of your changing face. And bending down beside the glowing bars murmur, a little sadly, how love fled and paced upon the mountains overhead and hid his face amid a crowd of stars. W. B. Yeats. 139. I will not let thee go. I will not let thee go. Ends all our month-long love in this? Can it be summed up so, quit in a single kiss? I will not let thee go. 162. I will not let thee go. If thy word's breath could scare thy deeds, as the soft south can blow and toss the feathered seeds, then might I let thee go. I will not let thee go. Had not the great sun seen, I might. Or were he reckoned slow to bring the false to light, then might I let thee go. I will not let thee go. The stars that crowd the summer skies have watched us so below with all their million eyes. I dare not let thee go. I will not let thee go. Have we not chid the changeful moon, now rising late, and now because she set too soon, and shall I let thee go? I will not let thee go. Have not the young flowers been content, plucked ere their buds could blow, to seal our sacrament? I cannot let thee go. 163. I will not let thee go. I hold thee by too many bands, thou sayest farewell, and lo, I have thee by the hands, and will not let thee go. Robert Bridges. 140. Parted. Farewell to one now silenced quite, send out of hearing, out of sight, my friend of friends, whom I shall miss. 
He is not banished though for this, nor he, nor sadness, nor delight. Though I shall talk with him no more, a low voice sounds upon the shore. He must not watch my resting place, but who shall drive a mournful face from the sad winds about my door? I shall not hear his voice complain, but who shall stop the patient rain? His tears must not disturb my heart, but who shall change the years, and part the world from every thought of pain? Although my life is left so dim, the morning crowns the mountain rim. Joy is not gone from summer skies, nor innocence from children's eyes, and all these things are part of him. 164. He is not banished, for the showers yet wake this green warm earth of ours. How can the summer but be sweet? I shall not have him at my feet, and yet my feet are on the flowers. Alice Menel. 141. Elegy on a Lady whom grief for the death of her betrothed killed. Assemble, all ye maidens, at the door, and all ye loves, assemble. Far and wide proclaim the bridal, that proclaimed before has been deferred to this late eventide. For on this night the bride, the days of her betrothal over, leaves the parental hearth forevermore. Tonight the bride goes forth to meet her lover. Reach down the wedding vesture that has lain yet all unvisited, the silken gown, bring out the bracelets, and the golden chain her dearer friends provided, seer and brown bring out the festal crown, and set it on her forehead lightly, though it be withered, twine no wreath again, this only is the crown she can wear rightly. Cloak her in ermine, for the night is cold, and wrap her warmly, for the night is long, in pious hands the flaming torches hold, while her attendants, chosen from among. 165. Her faithful virgin throng, may lay her in her cedar litter, decking her coverlet with sprigs of gold, roses, and lilies white that best befit her. Sound flute and tabor, that the bridal be not without music, nor with these alone, but let the viol lead the melody, with lesser intervals, and plaintive moan of sinking semitone, and all in choir, the virgin voices rest not from singing in skilled harmony the song that I the bridegroom's ear rejoices. Let the priests go before, arrayed in white, and let the dark-stoled minstrels follow slow, next day that bear her, honored on this night, and then the maidens, in a double row, each singing soft and low, and each on high a torch upstaying, unto her lover lead her forth with light, with music, and with singing, and with praying. Twas at this sheltering hour he nightly came, and found her trusty window open wide, and knew the signal of the timorous flame, that long the restless curtain would not hide her form that stood beside as scarce she dared to be delighted, listening to that sweet tale, that is no shame to faithful lovers, that their hearts have plighted. 166. But now for many days the dewy grass has shown no markings of his feet at morn, and watching she has seen no shadow past the moonlit walk, and heard no music borne upon her ear forlorn. In vain she has looked out to greet him. He has not come, he will not come, alas! so let us bear her out where she must meet him. Now to the river bank the priests are come, the bark is ready to receive its freight, let some prepare her place therein, and some embark the litter with its slender weight, the rest stand by in state, and sing her a safe passage over, while she is oared across to her new home, into the arms of her expectant lover. And now, O lover, that art on the watch, where, on the banks of the forgetful streams, the pale indifferent ghosts wander, and snatch the sweeter moments of their broken dreams, thou, when the torchlight gleams, when thou shalt see the slow procession, and when thine ears the fitful music catch, 
rejoice, for thou art near to thy possession. Robert Bridges 167 142 An Epitaph Here lies a most beautiful lady, light of step and heart was she. I think she was the most beautiful lady that ever was in the West Country. But beauty vanishes, beauty passes, however rare, rare it be, and when I crumble, who will remember this lady of the West Country? Walter de la Mer. 143. A Dream of Death. I dreamed that one had died in a strange place near no accustomed hand, and they had nailed the boards above her face, the peasants of that land, and wondering, planted by her solitude a cypress and a yew. I came, and wrote upon a cross of wood, man had no more to do, she was more beautiful than thy first love, this lady by the trees, and gazed upon the mournful stars above, and heard the mournful breeze. W. B. Yeats. 144. A Dream of a Blessed Spirit. All the heavy days are over. Leave the body's colored pride underneath the grass and clover, with the feet laid side by side. 168. One with her are mirth and duty. Bear the gold-embroidered dress, for she needs not her sad beauty, to the scented oaken press. Hers the kiss of Mother Mary, the long hair is on her face. Still she goes with footsteps wary, full of earth's old timid grace. With white feet of angels seven her white feet go glimmering, and above the deep of heaven, flame on flame and wing on wing. W. B. Yeats. 145. Messages. What shall I your true love tell, earth-forsaking maid? What shall I your true love tell, when life's specter's laid? Tell him that, our side the grave, maid may not conceive life should be so sad to have, that's so sad to leave. What shall I your true love tell, when I come to him? What shall I your true love tell, eyes growing dim? 169. Tell him this, when you shall part from a maiden pined, that I see him with my heart, now my eyes are blind. What shall I your true love tell? Speaking while is scant. What shall I your true love tell, death's white postulant? Tell him, love, with speech at strife, for last utterance saith I, who loved with all my life, love with all my death. Francis Thompson. 146. The Folly of Being Comforted. One that is ever kind said yesterday, your well-beloved's hair has threads of gray, and little shadows come about her eyes. Time can but make it easier to be wise, though now it's hard, till trouble is at an end. And so be patient, be wise and patient, friend. But heart, there is no comfort, not a grain. Time can but make her beauty over again, because of that great nobleness of hers. The fire that stirs about her, when she stirs burns but more clearly. Oh, she had not these ways, when all the wild summer was in her gaze. O heart, O heart, if she'd but turn her head, you'd know the folly of being comforted. W. B. Yeats. 170. 147. At night. To W. M. Home, home from the horizon far and clear, hither the soft wings sweep, flocks of the memories of the day draw near the dovecot doors of sleep. Oh, which are they that come through sweetest light of all these homing birds? Which with the straightest and the swiftest flight? Your words to me, your words. Alice Menel. 171. Index of first lines page. A kiss, a word of thanks, away, H. C. Beeching. 142. A naked house, a naked moor, R. L. 
Stevenson. 65 a ship, an isle, a sickle moon, J. E. Flecker. 76 all that he came to give, L. Johnson. 136 all the heavy days are over, W. B. Yates. 167 all winter through I bow my head, W. De la Mer. 82 along the graceless grass of town, A. Menel. 90 as I went down to Dimchurch Wall, J. Davidson. 45 assemble, all ye maidens, at the door, B. Bridges. 164 athwart the sky a lowly sigh, J. Davidson. 96 awake, my heart, to be loved, awake, awake. B. Bridges. 155. Below the down the stranded town, J. Davidson. 47 between two russet tufts of summer grass, E. Goss. 102 beyond my window in the night, J. Drinkwater. 49 blows the wind today, and the sun and the rain are flying, R. L. Stevenson. 36 brief, on a flying night, A. Menel. 78 but to have lain upon the grass, A. Simons. 101 by my English posies, R. Kipling. 62. Cambridge Town is a beleaguered city, R. Macaulay. 54. Can I forget the sweet days that have been? W. H. Davies. 60. Come, no more of grief and dying. M. L. Woods. 108. Country roads are yellow and brown. M. E. Coleridge. 95. Daylight was down, and up the cool. L. Houseman. 99. Down by the Sally Gardens, my love, and I did meet. W. B. Yates. 105. Drake, he's in his hammock and a thousand mile away. H. Newbolt. 13. Farewell to one now silence quite a menal. 163. Fear? Yes, I heard you saying H. Trench. 16. Give to me the life I love. R. L. Stevenson. 83. God gave all men all earth to love. R. Kipling. 39. God, if this were enough. R. L. Stevenson. 114. God who created me. H. C. Beeching. 133. Goodbye. No tears nor cries. J. W. Mackale. 139. Grow old and die. Rich day. A. S. Cripps. 32. 172. Had I the heavens embroidered cloths. W. B. Yates. 156. He leapt to arms unbidden. H. Newbolt. 22. He rises and begins to round. G. Meredith. 119. He walked in glory on the hills. W. Canton. 34. Here lies a most beautiful lady. W. De La Mare. 167. His wage of rest at nightfall still. J. Drinkwater. 24. Home. Home from the horizon far and clear. A. Menel. 170. How solitary gleams the lamplit street. L. Binion. 93. I came to Oxford in the light. G. Gould. 51. I do not need the skies. F. Thompson. 125. I dreamed that one had died in a strange place. W. B. Yates. 167. I gathered with a careless hand. G. Gould. 6. I go through the fields of blue water. A. S. Cripps. 48. I have seen dawn and sunset on moors and windy hills. J. Macefield. 157. I know you, 
Solitary Griefs, L. Johnson. 113 I laid me down upon the shore, F. Cornford. 2 I love all beauteous things are, bridges. 125 I never see the newsbuzz run, S. Leslie. 100 I never shall love the snow again, R. Bridges. 148 I never went to Mamble, J. Drinkwater. 49 I will arise and go now, and go to Innisfree, W. B. Yates. 61 I will make you brooches and toys for your delight, R. L. Stevenson. 85 I will not let thee go, R. Bridges. 161 I will not try the reach again, H. Bellock. 54 If I have faltered more or less, R. L. Stevenson. 129 If I should die, think only this of me, R. Brook. 25 In misty blue the lark is heard, L. Binion. 152 In the highlands, in the country places, R. L. Stevenson. 34 In the time of wild roses, L. Binion. 73 It is good to be out on the road, and going one knows not where, J. Macefield. 84 It was early last September, nigh to Framlin Amonsi, P. R. Chalmers. 117. Just now the lilac is in bloom, R. Brooke. 55. Know you her secret none can utter? A. Quiller Couch. 52. Laugh and be merry, remember, better the world with a song, J. Macefield. 116. Let me go forth and share, W. Watson. 80. Lonely, save for a few faint stars, the sky, L. Binion. 91. 173. Many a flower have I seen blossom, M. S. Courage. 135. Not soon shall I forget, a sheet, K. Tynan. 75. Not within a granite pass, E. Goss. 98. Oh, a gallant set were they, M. E. Courage. 8. O dreamy, gloomy, friendly trees, H. Trench. 111. O happy soul, forget thyself, T. Sturgemore. 106. O heavenly color, London town, A. Menel. 97. O idleness, too fond of me, T. Sturgemore. 111. O men from the fields, P. Column. 149. O not more subtly silent strays, A. Menel. 160. O pastoral heart of England. Like a psalm, A. Quiller couch, 9. O shall I never never be home again. J. E. Flecker. 30. O summer sun, O moving trees. L. Binion. 96. O why do you walk through the fields in gloves, F. Cornford. 85. O what know they of harbors, E. Radford. 50. O world invisible, we view thee, F. Thompson. 130 of courtesy it is much less, H. Belloc. 131 on alien ground, breathing in alien air, M. E. Coleridge. 33 on a starred night prince Lucifer uprose, G. Meredith. 128 once, once upon a time, W. De la Mare. 1351 that is ever kind said yesterday, W. B. Yates. 169 out of my door I step into K. Tynan. 66 outworn heart, in a time outworn, W. B. Yates. 123. Peace waits among the hills, A. Simons. 132 perfect little body, without fault or stain on thee, 
R. Bridges. 146 pitch here the tent, while the old horse grazes. G. Meredith. 86. Row till the land dip neath. T. Sturgemore. 75. Say what you will, there is not in the world. W. Blunt. 45 shall we but turn from braggart pride. L. Binion. 20 she walks, the lady of my delight. A. Menel. 134 shy as the squirrel and wayward as the swallow. G. Meredith, 158 sitting at times over a hearth that burns. H. Newbolt. 15 slight as thou art, thou art enough to hide. A. Menel. 128 so, without overt breach, we fall apart. W. Watson. 142, softly along the road of evening. W. De La Mer. 77 somber and rich the skies. L. Johnson. 10 spring goeth all in white. R. Bridges. 78. Tell the tune his feet beat. A. S. Cripps. 32. The dove did lend me wings. I fled away. W. Blunt. 79. The fountain murmuring of sleep. A. Simons. 154. The hill pines were sighing. R. Bridges. 68. 174. The lady poverty was fair. A. Menel. 131. The moon is up. The stars are bright. A. Noise. 14. There is a hill beside the silver Thames. R. Bridges. 70. There's a breathless hush in the close tonight. H. Newbolt. 115. These hearts were woven of human joys and cares. R. Brook. 24. This is a sacred city built of marvelous earth. J. Macefield. 123. This laboring, vast, Tellurian galleon. F. Thompson. 149. This was her table. These her trim outspread. J. B. B. Nichols. 9. Through the sunny garden. M. E. Coleridge. 37. Time, you old gypsy man. R. Hodgson. 7. Tis but a week since down the glen. G. Gould. 124 today, all day, I rode upon the down, W. Blunt. 79 to the forgotten dead, M. L. Woods. 12 to the heart of youth the world is a highway side, R. L. Stevenson. 113 to soothe and mild your lowland airs, L. Abercrombie. 36 Troy town is covered up with weeds, J. Macefield. 3 trusty, dusky, vivid, true, R. L. Stevenson. 157 Twilight it is, and the far woods are dim, and the rooks cry and call. J. Macefield. 138. Under the wide and starry sky. R. L. Stevenson. 90. Very old are the woods. W. De La Mer. 1. What gods have met in battle to arouse. A. E. 27. What heart could have thought you? F. Thompson. 127. What is this life, if, full of care, W. B. Davies. 101. What a vile dust. The preacher said, G. K. Chesterton. 154. What shall I your true love tell, F. Thompson. 168. When I am living in the Midlands, H. Belloc. 43. When I did wake this morn from sleep, W. H. Davies. 67. When June is come, then all the day are. Bridges. 152. When men were all asleep the snow came flying. R. Bridges. 91. When skies are blue and days are bright. K. Tynan. 
69 when you are old and gray and full of sleep, W. B. Yates, 161 when we fought campaigns, in the long Christmas rains, R. Macaulay, 23 where the thistle lifts a purple crown, F. Thompson, 143 with proud thanksgiving, a mother for her children, L. Binion, 26. Ye have robbed, said he, ye have slaughtered and made an end, H. Newbolt. Seventeen yonder in the heather there's a bed for sleeping, A. Smith, thirty-five youth now flees on feathered foot, R. L. Stevenson. One hundred and seven.